don't care if you've been brining your big titty bird all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu's probably coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, man, with that dang shit on my left. Blue. Only got three words for you guys. Oh, that's not even a word. God. If, Damn. Hold on. Uh, if you're listening audio only, that was Blue eating a, a sweet potato pie. We were <laughs> on air. Um, my far right engineer on the ones and twos, Chuck Bell on threes and fours, Kronos. It doesn't matter if you lose by 74 electoral college votes or over 6 million actual votes. Losing is losing. Mm. Last but not least, we got the oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. There are two types of people in this world. Avoid both of them. <laughs> Until next. <laughs> Until next time, friends. <laughs> With the He-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. The fuck you stepping on? An Izzy. Oh, god yeah. damn it. All right. It's a uh, cranberry orange spice. Mm. Sparkling sparkling juice. That's good for your period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cronus, yeah. some stats for us. Stats, <laughs> stats for the week. Um, thank you to uh, user... Three two seven five six one four two one for listening. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, and also, first in the chat would be Mahai Blurred. Thank you for being here on time, even though we were not. Sorry, we had some serious technical difficulties, but they have been resolved. We hope for the most part. So enjoy. Hmm. So sorry, sorry about your mayor, Mahai Blurred. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> Yo, happy Thanksgiving to Jason. He just commented in the in the chat room. Hell yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Uh, old Ninja, uh, you back on with us. Uh, oh, before we even get started, uh, Stitch is uh, taking care of some family stuff. Uh, he will not be on the cast this time. Uh, he is uh, hopefully safely uh, 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 driving, I think, or, or, you know, somewhere in, in California. He's burying um, dead bodies. Just just tell the truth. This yeah. is a big-ass fucking beer. <laughs> old Ninja. Uh you usually have some type of uh, liqueur, some type of beverage, something you pouring out. Uh, so we're going to pour out, I guess because it's Thanksgiving and we're getting close to Christmas, we're going to pour out some eggnog this time <laughs> for David Hemblin, a famous voice actor from the X-Men and the animated series from the 90s. Uh, he was the voice of Magneto in the show. Uh, he's had several live-action roles, including some cult favorites, such as Earth, Final Conflict, the TV show, the Le Femme Nikita TV show, uh, Short Circuit Part 2, um, Brain Scan, Rollerball, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future, and Tommy oh, Boy. That's yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of B-movies. He was 79 years old. Damn. Yeah, R.I.P. Okay. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. It's unfortunate because they've been talking about a X Men revival at uh, Disney Plus, and he was part of that discussion, but then he passed. Oh, he's like this for bringing back back the the '90s X Men one. Yes, or a continuation of the X Men the animated series. That's cool. That would be cool. I like how shows shows from back where they are all called the animated series, like. They don't really yeah. use that shit for shows now. Like it wasn't obvious <laughs> yeah. that it was animated. Yeah. <laughs> Gargoyles animated series. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's actually right. There was a shit ton of like Batman, Superman. Uh, what else? Who else was there? Uh, oh, Green Lantern. Well, you, gotta, you have to remember that most of those shows that they call it the animated series is because they were usually had um, more serious content, and so they had to make it seem like a more serious kind of show through the name by calling it the animated. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucking silly, like marketing nonsense. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all the shows that we just mentioned had you know serious content in them. So especially gargoyles. Remember, somebody got fucking shot. That a good uh, a good show on uh, gun violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She got shot in the arm, and she was, like, shot for, like, I don't know, five or six episodes. Her her arm was in a sling. Well, yeah, I mean, if you get shot, you don't instantly heal. Oh, Ninja, I mean, this is reality. <laughs> no, but, like, in, uh, <laughs> in cartoon logic, they, like, kept her in a sling, like, for a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. versus G.I. Joe, if you got shot in one episode, <laughs> the next episode, you were fine. If you got shot in G.I. Yeah, Joe, so. it'd be, like, you'd be unlucky. I mean, <laughs> especially <laughs> with an actual G.I. Joe. Like, yeah, if you're a Cobra, I can understand you might get shot the fuck up. But if you're on the G.I. Joe side, you ain't getting shot by nobody. They're basically stormtroopers shooting at you. <laughs> Big facts. Big fucking facts, man. Yeah, um, it, it is it is what it is. Uh ooh, man, we got a good we got a good fucking list. Where do you want to start with today? Day before Thanksgiving. Dude, I want to talk about something. We talked about this last week. This goddamn PlayStation 5 motherfucking <laughs> station. Oh my god. Last week, PlayStation or Walmart had made it available where you could rent, where you can buy the game, and like I was on there again, had my account set up, had my my shopping cart with all the games and accessories I wanted to get, and bam, I couldn't fucking get it last time. They did it again today, at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. They made they restocked the shelf shelves, and I was in there again. I had my, I made sure my address was correct in the in, on my account. I made sure my credit card numbers were correct on the account. I made sure that my phone number was correct. I made sure everything was correct so that I wouldn't have any issues when I went to go buy it. And when I came, when that time came, I kept hitting refresh. And I got that oh oh dear fucking notification saying like, oh hey, you know we're having technical difficulties. You know there's troubles in the North Pole or shit like that. I'm like, are we doing this shit all over again? Then eventually, <laughs> I got it in my fucking cart again. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's gonna happen this time. It's gonna happen this time. I get into my goddamn cart, and then it goes down again, and I refresh, and it's still in my cart, and I go to trade into my, I, I collect my address, and it said that the address was wrong, or something weird, then I, I, it, I refresh again, and it, then all of a sudden it said, like, one of these games are available for free shipping, I was like, okay, why do you need to tell me that? Just, yeah, just, just the fucking yeah. through. So fucking, I, I go through, and I go through, and eventually, oh man, it should have me so fucking pissed, but I got the PS5, bitches! Oh, nice. <laughs> Yep, I, I get it next Thursday. I actually was able to get shit. it. But yeah, I got the PS5 coming my way. And yeah, I, I got nice. it with uh, Sackboy, and I got uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man. But yeah. dude, like, it, apparently the gate, the 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 console sold out in like fucking five seconds or something that people are saying. But that's what yeah, I left out this time. I think keep telling people like, like, how'd you get it? I'm like, you just fucking gotta keep trying. Like literally, yeah. I had to. I probably refreshed that screen at least twenty five times. Yeah, and like, so in like probably a minute, and it's just like, and it kicked me out too. It's just like most people, what happens to them is like it says it sold out, and it was in their car, and they just fucking quit. Oh, I don't get my shit. Refresh your shit. Like seriously, you never know, because yeah, a lot of the times with these, there's like a lot of e-commerce problems, and when you assume that when it says that it's sold out, that it's sold out, don't assume that because there's people like there's thousands of people that are trying to get into buy the same fucking thing, and guess what? A lot of them they're gonna have some issues with either their account 
or their payment. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, yeah. it kicks them out and then it makes that one available again. So just fucking keep refreshing. You know, that's what you gotta Good. do. My one tip I get account set up that your credit card information is already that way you don't have to worry about like trying to type everything in there. If it's all in there, all you I like literally I had to do like like four clicks. It was buy the PlayStation, uh, verify my address, verify my credit card, and then like, you know, go ahead and pay. That's like the four clicks I had to do outside of hitting the refresh button so many goddamn times. Yeah, yeah, definitely set all that stuff up first. I mean I think it is good to point out, though. Like, uh, first of all, I'm I'm really happy that uh, you were successful, Blue. That that's awesome. But um, there are scalpers. There there are people with like literal uh, bots assisting them, uh, buying up as many as they possibly can for resale. And that that's also one of the real negative things that's happened. Now it's not. This is not the first console that this has ever happened to. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. There's only a certain amount of of them available. And um, that's a real thing that is going on. It's not impossible, but it is making it more challenging for a lot of people. Yeah, if I think like back in the day was like buying concert tickets, yeah, you had those fucking scalpers uh, buy the tickets and stuff, and then sell them for like three times the price or some shit. Yeah, apparently but, sc- uh, scalpers have more of an inventory it. than actual stores do, and it's that's a shame. Um, and I think that a lot of the people, I mean, listen, if you're out there and you're thinking about buying some scalper shit. Um, I, actually, I kind of hesitate to call it scalper. It's just based. Well, I guess it is a scalper because you're you're making somebody pay over over the normal price. But yeah, don't pay over the normal price. You know, just keep trying, keep trying. Stop giving these these fucking assholes that are trying to make a a quick dollar. That's not even a quick dollar. They, they're they're overcharging people by so much. It's egregious. I can understand like maybe maybe fifty bucks, but when you're out there trying to sell a, a PS5 for like one two thousand dollars. Go fuck yourself, man. Yeah. I mean, like for yeah, real. Yeah. I mean, times are hard, and you're taking advantage of people. You know. Yeah. And yeah, and shit, the other thing is, mine, not anymore. The other <laughs> thing is, you, you, just from a consumer standpoint, you need to be fucking safe too. Don't meet up with anybody yeah, at no. any fucking oh, yeah, shady, uh, shady place, even a gas station. Don't don't do any of that meetup shit with people you don't fucking know. Talking about bring your cash, and mm-hmm. I'll give you this PS5. That's the way you gonna get got. Without even that, like, also, whatever, if, even if you're buying, like, off of eBay or something like that, make sure you read the fucking direction or the description, because there's a lot of people out here selling PlayStation boxes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's terrible. Also, anyone that asks for your social security number, this should go without saying, you never give out your social security number to someone you don't even freaking know. Especially to buy a product. Like, it yeah. should not be required. Well, apparently, well, it's not required. You should never give anybody any of your personal information like like that. A, a like single that. person, yeah. Like you, you ain't getting my fucking address. You know, <laughs> like exactly. the fuck out here. Exactly. Um, another thing is that apparently it's, these motherfuckers are getting robbed. So, but it's like mm-hmm. no surprise. I mean, you're sitting up there doing some nefarious shit. I mean, I don't wish you to get robbed, but I mean, you're already in the realm of being a dick. So people are gonna do dick yep. shit to you. This is like. I don't totally believe in karma, but it's pretty much karma. You do stupid shit, yeah. stupid shit's gonna happen to you. So yeah, and and just to make the the distinction though, I don't have a problem with okay. Let's say just say you've been hitting the refresh button and really been on it, and for whatever reason, uh, you want to give some out to your nephews or nieces yeah, uh, or family yeah. members or whatever the fuck. But you're actually going to uh utilize them you bought three or four of them and you're going to utilize them or give them away as gifts whatever that's fine it's the people who 
who have bought like 10, 12 of them and literally are charging $1,000 for each. That, that's a different fucking animal. Yeah. So, is what it fucking is. But, but it's man, also, Congratulations, you know, dude. I'll just put a disclaimer out there. It's easy for me to say when I'm looking down on all of you fucking plebes with no PS5s. Just saying. Uh, I got mine. I feel like I won the lottery and I'm about to fucking come up. I'm about to be part of the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but not, it's, like, it's like I got tribute. Well, let's, <laughs> let's keep it honest again, though, because I, I talked about it a little bit last week, but... Um, this week, it's reinforcing to me that this is the least reliable console mm. that I've ever bought new. Like, right when it came out, it's the least reliable. Like, the the PS4 had issues um, the first day it came out with, like, infrastructure, because um, you couldn't sign into the PlayStation Network. That was understandable, because back then, it was, they were widely available. There was no, like, real um, production issues at all. I mean, there were some, but not really. But this one, signing in was fine, but it's just the reliability of the software has been super sketchy. It's it's crashed me now at least seven times. Um, and it's... It, the Call of Duty um, Cold War has been super sketch. Just setting it up was fucking... All, it was all fucked up. Uh, I had to sign in. I had to try to make a, an account at least five times uh, within the COD software. And then um, my, P, my PS5 crashed one of the times. And I've had it crash a bunch of other times just doing like random shit. And if you look out there, there's like a th there's a whole thread about how putting your PS5 in rest mode is apparently part of the problem. So it's like, why that that's a that's a feature, and people are just okay with like not bringing it up that this is a serious. It's a fucking issue, okay. I put my shit in rest mode all the time because you know stuff comes. You know it, you can get a new game like right away, and they're basically yep. if that's part of your software issue, they need to fucking patch it. I, and one of the things I noticed today, I was sitting here working at my desk, and all of a sudden my PS5 turned on, and I was like, not now. All right, not now. But I turned my screen and I was like, "What's going on? Like, why?" Don't play you... with me. Yeah, I was like, "Why are you turning on?" And then it was an auto update. And I was like, "Okay, if you're gonna auto, you can auto download, but please don't auto update my shit." You know what I mean? Like, cause I've already ha I've already been hit with the issue. Y'all familiar with me? Like, uh, years back with my PS3, where uh, an update bricked my shit because I had a larger hard drive in there than the stock one, and it bricked my system. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen. This, and especially like literally that, like when after auto updated, I went to go start my PS5, and it crashed, and it wouldn't come back. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I had to literally like turn it, you know, manually off of the button for like five seconds, turn it back on. But then it came back. But it was like sitting there idly for like 15, 20 minutes, not doing shit, because it because it crashed. And it's like these are serious problems that I think that people need to be aware of when they get the PS5. Don't get me wrong, when you're playing it, it's fucking amazing. But as far as like the, the the software goes, it's a little sketch still. But it's you know it's like one of those things. If, if you're an early adopter, you kind of accept uh, yeah. some risk with your shit. But I think that not yeah. enough, especially like main like I haven't heard IGN really talk about this this kind of shit, like really at all. Like how unreliable mm -hmm. it can be, um, and many other major gaming and news organizations that aren't really talking about how systems are crashing. But it's it's a widespread issue, and apparently the uh, Xbox happens to that too. You know, it's probably, mm -hmm. probably not as bad. I, I can't say how bad it is because I don't have a fucking Xbox Series X. Um, but from the PS5 perspective, I'm just going to keep it real. It could be way more stable. There you go. Yeah, I mean, besides it being loud as fuck, you know, my my launch PS4 is still chugging along. It sounds like an aircraft carrier, but, you know. Damn. When is the last time you cleaned your fans? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I mean, I 
Actually, no, I, I did it before uh, I moved. No, I'm about but, to say he ain't never done that. <laughs> no, before before I moved, and actually when I moved in here, yeah, so a few weeks now. Okay, yeah. it's 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 old. It's old and loud. I mean, you know. Well, oh, you, oh, you got the original. You don't have, you don't have a pro, do you? Yeah, no, it's it's okay. a it's a launch one. Yeah, it's, it's seven years, so you know it makes sense, but it's chugging along. It is what it is. It's like an old man on a porch, just fucking loud as hell, telling you to get off the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So yeah, go play with your right, kids, goddammit. Uh, did y'all see, I see on the list here, G4 Thanksgiving special. Uh, what happened yeah. there? I watched it. Yeah, I, you guys watch it? I just finished it. I just I, finished I it. Shed, I shed a little bug here watching it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a huge throwback. I was talking to, to K-Mac about it. I was just like, we don't have that sort of thing anymore. Like, if even if you didn't like G4 TV, they revolutionized really... Um, gaming, as far as I'm concerned, and, like, the whole geek culture. They were the first, like, major network to, like, get in there and, like, show you what the fuck a con was all about. And, like, for most people, like, even to this day, there's still a huge hole with, like, getting good con coverage. Like, we sort of have it. I understand, you know, YouTube tried to do it, Roosters, all these other people, but it's, it's not the fucking same as it was yeah. with G4. When you, you saw Adam Slesser on the floor and Blair Herter... And, go ahead, uh, Prodigy. I was gonna say... E three, like let's be specific. E three, yeah, was mm -hmm. like the one because remember it wasn't open to the public, mm -mm. and basically G four was your eyes and ears for the entire E three all those years with the big launches and the uh, the new games and new franchises, the, their impressions, the way yeah. they covered E three was fucking god tier, and you got to give them props. That's what. Uh, we had never seen uh, the likes of. And then the other thing is, it got more people interested in con culture, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just For so sure. Because I don't think some people knew what E3 was even. And they're like, oh. Because uh, if you didn't know, there is two types, right? There are people who knew about E3, but didn't know about PAX and didn't know about GamesCon. And then there's a people, and then vice versa. So it's like E3 brought you all of it. Not only that, but in addition to going to E3, sometimes they got exclusive first looks at stuff that like other places didn't. I granted IGN they got their first look, but it was usually on something else. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Games Red Radar and and uh, EGM and all that. Sometimes they got first looks uh, other property, but uh, G4 they would talk to you like live but hey we got to see this and we saw this and then they would be able to give their opinion on it like right then and there so it was like it was super crazy well even the like one thing i'm so great about e3 or about g4 was that like it was a show and they would show like ads and commercial of what times they were like sony's going to be on on this day mm -hmm. at this time nintendo's going to be all day this day this time blah blah where now you have to like go and like with ign they cover it but you have to go into their website and like search for it and try to figure out okay what time is happening and like for youtube you don't even know what time they're going to cover their stuff you just know oh. that they're covering it if you didn't know that it was happening at this time you wouldn't know that it was happening on youtube well they I mean? they have a gaming like thing where they actually do show the schedule but it's kind of a pain in the ass it's like it's not very intuitive and it wasn't yeah. like like you're watching on tv but one of the things that you know since G4 TV has like gone off the air, one of the things that people are missing is that um, what G4 did is that they it, it felt like you were at the con because they would walk the floor, and they yeah, when man. they first started the show, like the show was overlooking the rest of the convention. Like most of the other people, there aren't really most of the other, not really networks, but everybody else is covering these things. They don't show you that, 
And, what, and they're yeah. also not showing you like all the booths, you know, at all. So you're not really getting the sense that you're at um, like at the convention. So now when like you know when E3 or you know whatever comes out, um, I'm just waiting for the trailers to drop. You know what I mean? So I'll watch for that for that content. But usually. Um, when they're talking to the content creators and shit like that, it's away from the floor. It's in, like, some other area. So you don't really get a feel yeah. of, like, what the actual con is like. And, like, actually seeing these badass booths. I'm like, oh, I wish I was there. Look, you can play all these demos. It's so dope. Like, you're not yep. getting any of that experience when you're watching it now. Um, and then there's also, you know, all of the uh, various hosts that, that G4 had, all the chemistry that they had. Um, it was really good. I, none of the other... Uh, people that cover these conventions they don't have any sort of chemistry like you know olivia and kevin did or you know blair herder and there's a whole bunch of other people that were on there too they're just like nobody adam Sessler and you know um shit morgan, morgan webb Web. yeah like they were like we all knew these people they're all awesome and they all work well together and no other you know organization has anything anywhere close to that and it's a shame that that we're missing that but apparently it's going to come back so that's awesome yeah. Because weren't they under Comcast? I, I believe they were under, like, Comcast, They're right? still under yeah, Comcast. Comcast. Yeah. Because yeah. they were so saying they are going to have, like, a streaming service. What had happened is, y'all, I don't know if y'all remember, but G4 got rebranded to Esquire, Esquire TV. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? No. And there's literally a metrosexual channel. Yeah. And I'm like, was, no one gives no. a shit about this. It was, it was Esquire. Bring me G4. I was. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought it was Esquire TV got, got converted to Esquire. You thought what? No, I, was... I thought Spike TV. No, was, no, was no. Nope. Was EG4, and they were. It's funny because um, I remember watching like um, they were doing like I think an anniversary special or whatnot, and they talked about where G4 was, and they're on the same like and they're in the same building as mm -hmm. uh, E, the E channel. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about how like when they're going to uh, their job or their floor, they'd be in there with like models and stuff who are hosting like E and stuff and they'd be guys like freaking out. Yeah, it was pretty was actually, Get the sweaty nerds away from us. I, was, I went down to LA and I actually have a picture of me standing in front of the, the G4 building and like there's like the ELO, cause it, it's down in LA, it's like off of, um, or it used to be off of, uh, oh God, the, uh, where the fuck are those tar pits? They're across the street from the goddamn tar pit. Yeah, they're across the street from the Bay of Tar Pit in LA. Okay. Like, you can literally, like, walk across the street and be at the tar pit. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. Never been to the tar pits. So, so going back to the Thanksgiving special, t tell me about th this actual uh, event. Was, this was obviously online. I didn't see it yet. Um, yeah, it was online. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. I, I saw it on YouTube as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was on YouTube. So, they had it. They had it as a premium on yesterday, they had it for a premium. And then at uh, 2 a.m. this morning, they dropped it for everybody else. So you can go in there right now and watch the the net or the YouTube special. And they had uh, they had Kevin Olivia on there, Morgan Webb, um, Adam Sessler, um, oh god, what's the guy's name? Blair Herder. Blair Herder okay. and the girl from Cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen Davis, I believe. I can't remember what yeah. show when they when she was on there. I was like, what fucking show was she from? Yeah. <laughs> she she, like. Did the whole like, oh look, I cheated. Oh no, not Kristen Davis, Kristen Adams. There you go, that's her name. Yeah, but then like after that, they did like a a live charity event where they actually had other people on that uh, via like Skype or whatever, or I guess Zoom. The Gravython. Yeah, yeah. The Gravython. They they oh. had um Allison Hessler on there. Hessler. Hey, Allison Hayslip. Hayslip, and they also had um 
Blair Herter's wife on there. What's her name? Jessica. <laughs> Jessica Chobot. How dare Chobot. you? Jessica Blair Chobot. Herter is Jessica yeah. Chobot's husband. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's the other way around. She's, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I always She's got the names confused. Yeah. yeah, I forgot. I always get their names mixed up. Blair Herter and Blair. That's why she didn't. Oh, that's why she didn't change her last Herter name. Because there's Blair Herter and Blair Butler. Blair yeah, Butler. Blair. Blair Butler used to host a comic, like a comic hour or a comic half hour show. Yeah. So uh, I've actually seen her at Comic Con. She's actually pretty cool. So. <clears throat> it was interesting because she was on. Um, she was on somebody. Oh, she was on Kevin's podcast. Um, I think it was called Attack. I oh, know it was something else. But um, she had talked about how she had like postpartum depression after she had her kid, and like it, it was a pretty interesting story to hear her life story. Having her talk about that, but. Yeah, I didn't go check it out. Hmm. But it was, this thing was fun. It was a lot of fun. They did a lot of flashbacks on the shows, and they had Kevin and Olivia do an old school, or they, they redid a um, around, around the, the net. net. Yeah, and that shit, like right when they <laughs> right when they played the music, the attack music, and they played around the neck, I had like goosebumps. I was like, oh my god, dude, I miss this so much. So, are, are we for sure getting getting G4's uh, return, or is it still rumor mill right now? No, oh no, return. Uh, yeah, come back. I don't know if it's going to be with all the same people, but it, the, it's coming back. I mean, yeah, obviously, right. I mean, Olivia is a serious actor now. and Well, semi-serious actor. And <laughs> I don't know what everybody else is doing. So, Well, uh, I, I do know Kevin Ferreira uh, has had a long-time podcast and a few TV shows. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if he's going to drop that for G4. Uh, yeah. I might do both. Oh, so oh, we you also forgot to mention uh, Chris Hardwick was uh, he was part of this as well. They had him yeah, talk yeah. about they had him talk about some of the funny moments um, from the show. So I don't know what was up with the host because they had a host of the show. Ron and I Funches. guess he said he's a super fan. I don't yeah. know who this dude is. He's a comedian. Ron Ron Funches. He's a he's a comedian. Oh, okay. oh yeah. He is. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of this guy, but he was funny. He was. It was funny. He was like a. He was like uh, Craig Robinson, but like nerdy. Mm-hmm. So it, it was actually pretty funny. And then they had like a guest. They had like a guest star show up. Uh, it's actually pretty funny to me because uh, he's a WWE wrestler. That's part of what are they called? The the new way. The new day. The I new think wave. It is. The new day. There yeah. we go. So. <clears throat> he he's he claimed out he talked about you know how much of a praise he is so if you're playing gears five right now the new day is featured in gears five you can get their content if you have game pass you can get it for free if you don't then it's 10 bucks to get their whole pack which includes nice. their their whole the whole team in their colors and uh their skins and stuff and if you're watching over the weekend they came out during one of the wrestling events in their Gears of War gear. And they had like a makeshift, they had a makeshift Lancer and everything, and they are like promoting it and shit. It was actually pretty dope. Was well, actually the guy who's the wrestler guy that comes out, he actually gonna be a host on the show. So if you, there if you go. go back to the G4 sh- channel, they have like a new snippet that should talk about him becoming a host of one of the shows. That's nice. dope. That's a, <laughs> the role of a lifetime in a lot of ways, man. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. They, they, like the they talked about how like you know G four didn't have like representation of black people, but they forgot about uh what was it like Will Will check the bullet point that? bitches? Yeah, yeah, that guy was fucking funny as hell. The guy who had like bargain deals and like yeah like a trailer of stuff you can buy. It's, yeah, dude, I missed he was he was really good on show. I miss him having him on that show. I remember that. Dude. Oh, uh, so they're missing the I get well. 
Claire wasn't there, and neither was Sarah Jean Underwood, because she was actually on the show quite a bit. So okay. they didn't have her guest in. I thought she was going to come in to take over Olivia Munn's spot, but then instead they got Candace Bailey, and they had her dialed in as well. She did a little video tribute about how what kind of culture she was coming into joining the cast and whatnot. I always felt bad for her because like she got a, she kind of got too much shit because it's only because you know everybody loved Olivia and then all of a sudden she got replaced and then everybody's like mm. what the fuck. But yeah, I don't think she was like that bad. She just wasn't Olivia no. Munn. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we we all loved Olivia, and then but I, okay, don't quote me because I haven't looked this up, and it's been a whole lot of years. But I always got the impression that she decided to leave. Olivia Munn. Yeah. 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 She, she well, because she wanted to go pursue acting, and then yeah, so I, I mean, was watching a video. She... On IG, hold on, I was watching a oh, video on IGN uh, from like years back, and she was talking about her leaving IGN, and she said that. I'm not. She was trying to. She said it on IGN, but she, when she's talking about leaving G4, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was saying that you know she wanted to leave, but to act, but then she also wanted to like come back on the show, like just irregularly, and they just yeah. like closed the door on her, and she was like, "Well, all right." Like they kind of did her did her dirty, and it's just like, I mean, if I can understand why she didn't want anything to do with you know G4 or anything after that, it's just like, you know, she wanted to still be on the. She said she had like the most fun on that show that she ever had. And then they just close the door on her like that. It's like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Because she came up. I mean, yeah. like her and everybody that you saw on that show, they, what the fuck was the show? Be, the the attack of, attack of the show? No, 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 no. They used to, it used to be a whole different, um, like older nerd fucking oh. channel. Oh. You talking about Tech TV? Yeah, it used to be it used green, to be Tech TV. And then Tech yeah, TV. Yeah, when Tech TV was up here in San, in the Bay Area. Yeah, so they G four bought Tech TV and they kind of merged. Yeah. And so it went from like this whole older vibe into like mm-hmm. a younger vibe and so you got to see like all these younger people which included olivia because olivia munn she wasn't originally the fucking you no. know co-host of that show she was on like some crazy a car show, show from like yeah a racing show on on g4 like and then, or something something like that and then same thing with um with kevin Pereira. like he didn't start on uh attack of the show he started on like arena he was like a co-host of arena on- He's on screensavers as well. I remember him being on it because that's where in uh-huh. that episode where he's wearing the leather, the um, the jean tuxedo, and the guy drops that fucking priceless one of a kind fucking audiograph like disc or whatever. <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but yeah, it's just like watching them like come up through the ranks. Like all of them mm-hmm. was amazing. Like I watched the first appearance of uh, Morgan Webb on G4 TV, and I think it was during screensavers. Because she, she's yeah. Canadian, and she was talking about like breaking down Canada for Americans, and it was like hella funny because she had like really short blonde hair, and like you can tell uh-huh. it's her, but it was just like doesn't look like what she looks like for the past fucking twenty years now. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. looked like a, a little bit different. So that's so great, man. And then uh-huh. I, I know Sessler's still doing stuff with making of video games. I think yeah. he like owned part of a studio, I believe. Yeah, he, I think he was involved even in that Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. Yeah, I could have sworn uh, Morgan Webb started with Tech TV before they became G4. Because uh, I think Screensavers was part of Tech TV before yeah. they moved everything yeah. to L.A. So she's been with it for a minute. So it's pretty interesting to watch everyone kind of come up and be different. And then, like, I remember when Olivia Munn left, she went directly to HBO. So she went to the show called uh, The Newsroom. That's a great show. I was like... 
Yeah, so she's on there with like um, Jeff Daniels. Like they had like a really good cast, and yeah. it's actually a really interesting show. I've seen half of an episode. I was like, dude, this is actually pretty. Fucking saw half good of a show. single episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the whole half of a single episode. The whole fucking series is good, the, yo. Uh, <laughs> the whole series is good. Well, I, I watched the speech that Jeff Daniels good uh, gave about when was America ever great? Yeah, it was a great mm-hmm. speech. It's just yeah, huge monologue. Yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, that's, a, that's some really fucking knowledge that you're dropping on this shit. When the show, when that's as far as I got. When that show got canceled, I was like, what the? F-? When uh, um, newsroom got canceled, I was like, what the fuck? Because it was like really, they did a really cool thing with the show that I I didn't understand until like episode two or three. But basically, they took like real news stories and they showed like what it was like from like the newsroom perspective, and they were all like really good characters, like Olivia Munn's character. I mean, this is a fucking long time ago, so I don't care about spoiling it. But there's basically she got cheated on. And like a scene where she punched some dude in the face, and it's fucking hilarious. So definitely worth watching. Yeah, the the one thing I, I will say about Olivia, I, I obviously everybody loves her, um, but I feel like yes, she left G four. I don't know all the ins and outs of you know whether you can do some part time or how much they filmed. I, I'm not even going to get into any of that. But what I will say is that X Men Apocalypse shit. She has every reason on the world to be pissed about the fact that. She played Psylocke, and Psylocke got very little screen time, very little words. Yeah, uh, they fucking cucked the shit out of fucking Psylocke. Well, it's kind of funny in the G four yeah. reunion. Uh, freaking Olivia and, and Kevin was doing like a skit, and she comes in with a katana, and she's like swinging around all fucking badass. And Kevin's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And she's like, <laughs> "I'm, I'm like, I'm skilled with this shit. I can do this shit all day." I was like, "Oh my god, it's so funny because that's basically like her playing uh, Psylocke." Next so what's funny what's funny about that is that she posted on twitter a video of her doing the twirls and she knocks down a painting behind her while she's doing it and so that's why i thought was really funny they brought her out doing that same shit <laughs> so uh i found the image of me at um what i found when i went to e3 or not e3 when i was at the g4 comcast building so yeah, this is what it looked like. It it's Comcast Entertainment Group, and it had E, Style, and G4 Network all together. Nice, nice. Can't really zoom in on the picture, but yeah, and it's like literally across the street from the Target. Yeah, you know another thing that G4 doesn't get any credit for was they they were the first um, n- network ever to televise esports. You know, now now ESPN is on the fucking esports dick. You know what I mean? It's just like, yep. could you imagine that? Like, if you. If you went back to the G4 days when they first started doing arena and esports at all, nobody ever would have. If you told them it's going to be an ESPN in a couple years, they'd have been like, "Are you high?" and kind of get some of those yeah. drugs. Like, and now you're seeing it more, especially with the pandemic. Like more and more esports are being pushed, you know, going mainstream. It's just like it's really amazing that this 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 channel that did all these you know really cool things got drowned out by poor management. Because I mean, we, we all saw like when they started putting. You know, like cops on fucking repeat on the on the station, and then all these other yep. nonsense shows. Like during like during daylight hours, like I understand if it's like middle of the fucking night. Yeah, I guess go ahead, put on cops or some shit. But you can't put it on like fucking three or four, in, you know, in the afternoon, and expect yeah. people to because it's a totally different demographic. You know, but here's here's the thing that some younger uh, younger listeners or viewers won't get. There was like this block of time where you felt like you would get all of the news about DVDs, yeah. all of the news about games, all the news about comics, all of the news about like stuff that uh, to look forward to with big budget movies and shit. 
all from this like hour long of television of just Attack of the Show and uh, obviously um, uh, X Play, you know, or like back to back and with you know a few others uh, thrown in there as well. But you just got like everything. Obviously, you can go online, you can get all of that information, but it was all in one place, and you could just put it on in the background while you were doing whatever the fuck else. It was great, man. Dude, one of the greatest shows that was on the network was fucking Code Monkeys, the eight-bit fucking animated <laughs> yes. series. Oh, that show was funny. so fucking funny. Super that was like, funny. God, it was so good. I wish that would come back. Well, yeah, once yeah. it started diluting shit, it was just like, it was just, it was yeah, just fucking it was like, annoying, you know? It was cops, this cheaters, that yeah. <laughs> fucking show. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it wasn't even new ones. It was always reruns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was fifteen fuck. years ago. Yeah. So what's what's hilarious about that is that everything we're talking about they allude to in the special like yeah. they either make fun of what what happened on the channel and some behind the scenes shit as well so it's actually pretty hilarious they saw a little bit of behind the scene hijinks about shit that fucked up for them and shit but it's still pretty goddamn funny well it it also and i know we're going on and on but it, it was so important but like it felt like every host on there was semi approachable and semi our age mm -hmm. so it felt mm -hmm. like Pe almost, it, it felt like almost people you went to high school or you know just out of high school uh, were on TV and doing something big, and you could like talk. To, they were talking about the same things that you cared about. I mean, they kind of were very approachable. I met, so I ran into Jessica Choba at the airport, and yeah. she was sitting down playing her PSP, and you know I was like, "Oh, hey, are you are you Jessica Choba?" She was, "Yeah, hey." She shook my hand. She's like, hey, are you a fan of like IG Energy for him? Oh, hell yeah. So we had like a little quick like, I'm conversation. A, I'm a fan of your She's ass. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like I met Blair Herder. He was cool. Um, I've met Chris Hardwick. He was very, he's very cool. And then uh, I've met Sarah Jean Underwood, who is very, very, very tiny. So well, yeah, they're all, you know, very cool to me. Very approachable. Oh, they, they talked about yeah. uh, everybody thinking that Morgan Webb was like really tall. In the, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Wait, she's not. Is she not. No, she's not. Holy she's fuck! A... I thought I thought Morgan Webb. No shade at all. I thought she was six nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they actually talked about it on the on the special because they were saying basically her and Adam are the same height. I think Adam's a little bit shorter. Um, no, I, like no, they're the same height. No, <laughs> but I mean shorter and like as like uh, average height for a man. I think oh. he's shorter than an average height for a man. Um, and but she's always wearing heels, and there were some times where they would put her on a box, so she would look even Whoa. taller. So yeah, because they they showed a photo of like them two together, and like like a panned out shot, and she's wearing heels. You could tell like yeah, without the heels, they would be basically probably the same height. So, so Adam Adam Sessler is six feet tall. He's not what six the feet fuck? tall. Yeah, I just looked it up. He's he is six not feet six feet, feet, tall. feet tall. Right here on on Wiki. <laughs> I am not believing any of that fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So, so blue, blue. There's this thing that they do for basketball, um, where they put a height on online of, of people being six eight that are really six three. Yeah, this this is how I know it's bullshit because it says that he's six foot, but then Morgan Webb is five seven, and then yeah. on the show they both said <laughs> that we're the same height. <laughs> so they both agreed to that. So, <laughs> oh man, good shit. And it's being 5'7", it's fine. I'm I'm not tall, you know. I'm like yeah. five eight, so I'm like an inch taller than him. So mm -hmm. <laughs> five eight or five nine, it depends on what I'm running out of. So, 
Gotta have them heels on, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you gotta have them Prince heels playing basketball. You know who was missing from the show though is uh, oh God, Layla Kaylee. Layla oh yeah. my yeah. fucking god! That one. Okay, I know they had a lot of great, great girls, beautiful women on there, but Layla, holy shit, with that fucking British accent voice, mm-hmm. man, she did it for me. Like Cross was the one that turned me on to the show. I think I was down here and down for his birthday, and he's like, "Oh man, I gotta watch the show G4." I was like, "What, really?" And I started watching. I was like, "Yes, please." Yeah, she was bad. <laughs> You know what's bad? bad. I, forget, I forgot how to spell her last name, so I looked up Layla Kaylee, and it, 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 it went to Kaylee McEnany. I was like, how fucking dare you? Oh, <laughs> shit. Fucking shit. Um, let's, stay, let's stay with uh, some of the reminiscent stuff. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had a reunion show, goddammit. Anybody see this? Yes. Nope. I watched it. Anybody else watch it? I haven't watched it yet. Oh, man. It, it's- I have not seen it. If, I, I thought it was going to be like an actual episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it was pretty much like a, a roundtable thing. So they had, a, so it was Will Smith, uh, Unviv, black and white, or black and light Unviv. Nice. Yeah, light skinned one. Uh, they had um, Ashley, she was there. Um, Carlton was there. They had, that butler was there too, uh, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know this guy was still alive, but they also had um, Hillary. Hillary's on the show. But it was pretty cool, like they talk about like some behind the scenes stuff. They went in deep on Uncle Phil. Like the, when I started talking about Uncle Phil, like I got a little misty eyed. Like how much of an influence he was on the on the cast. Like he was like the real dad on the show. But like they talk about all the like behind the scenes stuff. Like like Will every time when he would uh, get ready for the show, like he'd be playing like crazy music in his in his room and like everybody coming there and just hanging out and having fun. But dude, this was it was really good just to kind of see all the behind the scenes stuff. But like um, at the end, uh, Will. Talked about how he had a sit down with un, with with Dark Unviv, and kind of reconciled their their whole situation and like the the stuff that she was going through that got her kind of kicked off from the show. It's kind of kind of jacked up because she was going through like domestic domestic violence stuff. Like she was pregnant at the in season three of the show, so her, her emotions were kind of all over the place, and that kind of caused her and Will to kind of bump heads. Wow. And so that's kind of why she got kicked off from the show. Well, she so she didn't get kicked. Will Will didn't get her kicked from get her kicked off from the show, but he helped get her kicked off the show. So when the next season, when they were renewing contracts, they were going to lowball her and they were going to cut some of her scenes. And she's like, like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. She didn't say like she didn't want to come back. She said no, like she didn't want she didn't want this pay cut or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, we're just going to recast it then. And that's basically what they did. If they were so. Yeah, it was. It was I, I recommend watching it. So you can probably keep find it on YouTube if you can't, if you don't have HBO Max, because it's it's people are kind of copying it and posting it up on there, and you can usually find it for like a good maybe three hours before it's taken down by YouTube. But it's definitely worth checking out and watching. But there's there's they talk about they the word a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't want to go to. But like they uh, they bring in jazz, and um, jazz talk about how like this is something I didn't know about the show. So you know how jazz always got kicked out of the house. Yeah. Like he always got he always got thrown out of the house. I guess they did it so many times that they're like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. We're gonna stop like filming you getting thrown out of the house all these goddamn times. So they start reusing the same footage. So yeah. the, way, <laughs> the way that you knew that Jazz was, was gonna get kicked out of the house again is that he would wear the same outfit of him getting kicked out of the house. That's how you knew he was gonna get kicked out of the house. I was like, what the fuck? But like there's a there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Like 
like when Will was like kind of an amateur actor, like he had like tell signs that he didn't know, like yeah, he had tell signs that that you could tell that like okay, he's taking this like way too serious, like he's working too hard, like he needs to just kind of relax and stuff like that. But yeah, I definitely say check it out. I don't want to spoil it for you guys since you haven't seen it yet, but it's pretty funny to watch. Good shit, man. Yeah, that, I I just remember that that was one of my fucking favorite shows and shit, and it was so fucking influential. So mm-hmm. I, I plan on watching it, maybe even uh, tomorrow uh, while I'm waiting on uh, some uh, Thanksgiving shit. So we'll see. But it sounds like you recommended it. And oh yeah, it was legit. Okay. Well, gotcha. reunion to reunion. Freshman Valera kind of like I wouldn't say it was kind of revolutionary, but like it was it's up there in the movie like the Cosby Show and Different World and stuff like that. Like that's like a show of black. They they show black people in a positive way, basically, and like other other shows that kind of show them like on you know, all their thugs and gangsters and this and that type of shit. Well, I think the reason why the show works so well is because the the Cosby Show, especially looking back on the Cosby Show, I think that Bill Cosby he tried to make like this uh, artificially wholesome show where they didn't address like a lot of issues. Well, they addressed some. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was obviously it was obviously revolutionary. I'm not going to take any of that shit away from from the show that he made, but um, the like the fact that you didn't have hardly anybody, if anybody, ghetto at all in yeah. the show, like anybody from you know poor means, you know none of that. All that stuff was kind of like not even really talked about. But the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, obviously, it was it was kind of forefront because you had somebody that was poor coming to a rich part of town. And living there, and then, and then you know, Will Will still had to deal with you know his past, especially the part, the part where damn, I, I was still almost gonna me cry was like when he was like, "Why don't you want me, man?" And I was just like, yep. "Oh damn!" And then like when his dad came back and all that shit, and mm-hmm. you know when he had to go back to Bel Air, and it's just like, those were those are real issues that I think that most of America wasn't really used to seeing. You know, it was either you would see like either the super poor ghetto side of you know the african-american experience or you would see like this um very not strange but you would see like this idealized uh african-american experience of like somebody being like totally on top you know what i mean and like dealing with with that but you never got to see like an interaction between the two so that's why i think most people were attracted to the show in my opinion anyway yeah i i give credit too i mean Will, he wasn't the absolute first, but he was one of the biggest ones to go from a very successful but playful, fun style of uh, hip-hop and then become this, like, blockbuster movie actor, but first was this show. And then um, the other thing to mention, just piggybacking on what Chrono said, like, there were the episodes where uh, Carlton and Will are, like, uh, locked up and in jail yeah you know uh, yeah. on some 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 bs shit you know nothing that they really did wrong wrong uh, uh wrong place wrong time uh you know driving in uh uncle phil's mercedes or something like that uh they, they, they did they touched upon some real stuff they had a lot of humor and then we also got to give real fucking credit to quincy jones because he's the one that made this fucking show happen yeah. <laughs> you know you know what's funny is if you say Quincy Jones, it's like uh, a young person today. They're like, "Who the fuck is that?" Oh, damn! Yeah. Really? A lot of, uh, yeah, it still it still happens. People were a friend of mine. He's watching Fresh Prince, and he's like, "Oh, who's Quincy Jones?" I'm like, "You know." So they don't know who Quincy Jones is, but they know who Rashida Jones is. Well, well, well that's yeah. her dad. And damn. 
Um, like Quincy Jones helped like uh, produce Michael Jackson's like first two albums yeah. or his first solo solo albums. So like, oh no shit! I'm like, oh my god! That's when I do the face palm. Yeah, I mean, he's a I powerhouse. Mean, yeah, but it, for for them, he hasn't been as forefront, like out in the public, as, I guess, as much as we think of him over the last 15, 20 years. Since yeah. he's older. Yeah, yeah. That's still. I mean, I mean, even back then, I guess. Watching well, no, because he he was in some songs, so I can't even say that because he was in music <laughs> back when we were growing up. You know, like he still had yeah. like guests, especially in like music videos. He was there, but yeah, it, it's it's rare today when you see like a producer in the music industry like not making any sort of appearance. Mm-hmm. And for him, he just he made shit happen, and you know, he helped out a lot of upcoming artists, um, especially you know black artists. In America, and you know, I don't think he probably doesn't get enough credit today. But also, you know, it's these are different times. You know, he was popular a long time ago. I don't, I don't know what he's doing right now. So I guess I'm part of the problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I, I do recognize who the fuck he is and what he's done to the to the music industry as, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, that's that that that's Boston, and especially being so known for the music side with producing and jazz, R and B, all this other stuff. And then you have this incredibly successful sitcom that people are talking about 30 years later. You know what I mean? That you helped produce. So, I mean, shout out to fucking Quincy. And then Rashida, obviously, mega fucking talented, and everybody loves her from a comedic standpoint. So, you know. Holy shit, Clay the Bartender just said he had no idea Quincy was Rashida's dad. (laughs) Oh, shit. I mean, it's a common last name, Jones. So. Damn. But I mean, Clay's young, a little bit younger than us, so. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I fact check me if I'm wrong on this, but I always thought that uh, Rashida dated Pac back in the day. I thought so too, but I mean that was still I think before his time. I, I think Clay no, I is like it. in his twenties, so. God damn. Yeah. Clay is young. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think when when I graduated the Marine Corps, or, yeah, he's probably. If Clay was born in the '90s, I'd be surprised. Doesn't not say anything bad. You'll outlive me, obviously. So take take solace in that shit, and you make great drinks. I don't, but yeah. Wait, which one of Quentin's kids were married to one of the Jacksons? That I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do I know? Wait, was it was it Quentin or was it somebody else? Because I think it was one of the. I think his daughter had died. The one that married one of the Jacksons. No idea. You better, you better fact check yourself on that one. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I looked up Layla oh. Kaylee again, and yeah, she is fine as fuck. I'm just saying. I totally forgot about <laughs> Layla Kaylee until uh, Blue brought it up. Yeah, she's still oh, fine. Jesus. She was worth watching the show for. Yeah, there was oh, yeah. always the other stuff on there, but god damn, she was fine enough to just tune in for her. Yeah, yeah. But she was like, I mean, she was like a guest guest host. So just every now and yeah. again you would see her. Well, yeah, she would she, do. She had that. She did the the around the world segment or something like that. Oh the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Oh god, man. She have to do it better. See, she was gone by the time I started watching G Four. And when I started watching, they had um, uh, some totally. Well, I mean, Sarah Jean Underwood, obviously, and then she um, did great on that too. Yeah, but the, uh, so on Attack of the Show, they had this segment called In Your Pants. With Anna David oh, yeah. and Olivia yeah. Munn, that's when I was watching. Like Anna David was pretty fucking bad. I was like, God dang, she she's kind from, of. Uh, she's Ooh. from Water Creek, I think. Who? Oh, sure. uh, Anna, Anna David. Yeah, Anna David. 
Ooh, I mean, I mean, she was pretty close. I mean, she was like a therapist and a, and all this kind of stuff. And but she looked like uh, Lisa Ann kind of. She did. I was like, Damn, she bad though. But she was yeah, super but... smart and she great. She was like the female Doctor Drew at the time. Like I, I feel yeah. like I feel like if uh, when D four comes back, they should get um. Ah, oh, god damn it. The Stone Adulterer on there. Why is it oh, making a blank? Um, Ella Darling? Yes, Ella should be on the fucking show. It'd be a perfect oh fucking match. God. That'd be fun. That'd Ella be should be That'd on be the show. Ella, if you listen to this podcast or any of your uh, fans listen to this podcast, you should be on the new G4 TV. I think it'd be a perfect fit. Um, there you just go. to talk about nerdy shit. You know? Yeah, because and she is nerdy. She, she's yeah. genuine with it, so that'd be fun. Yeah. So do, do um, yourself a favor and look up Layla Kayla. Layla Kayla. Layla, Layla Kaylee. Kaylee. Oh my god. Look up uh, her her daily feed on YouTube, and there's a bunch of them up there, and they're they're all great. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> do it after the show, though. Do it after the show. Goddamn, you're gonna be distracting people. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, that's, that's old ninja and Kronos. We have uh, we have been like dodging this, and I want to give y'all both the floor on some. <laughs> Uh, discovery goddamn and i know i know we haven't talked about it go ahead yeah i think i missed the last episode though that's the problem um yeah i, I haven't seen the last episode sorry. either okay you're behind okay that's fine then um so far the series has been excellent the first one started off kind of funny little ninja i don't mm. remember when when uh michael got kind of high <laughs> i was like i was um so for me, it was only weird because um, the actor that uh, he plays, what the hell's his name? Book. Uh, Boone? Book. Or Booker. Book, Book. or Booker? Book. Book. Yeah. So that actor was on Supergirl this past season as uh. Manchester Black. So uh, every time I see him, he's basically dressed just like Manchester Black. Save the only money, thing bro. he doesn't have, he doesn't have the Union Jack, uh, like, jacket, but he has a... Or on his jacket, but he has like the same. But like, he literally wears the same costume. So I was cracking up. I was like, "Dude, this is literally Manchester Black in Star Trek." So it was actually pretty funny. But it was just interesting to watch, like Star Trek Discovery reboot itself once again, pretty much. Yeah, they they've done, they've gotten away with this three times now. I mean, where they get to just start all over, and this time it's uh really this time they go into the far future. I think it's like 900 years. Yeah, it's 930 some odd years into yeah. the future. So that's like very odd. And then like dealing with the uh, the Federation basically not existing in the very beginning of the show. Um, is, yeah. is There's like a cataclysmic event where basically any ship that had a warp capability um, exploded. So, <laughs> yeah. And so that, that obviously affected the vast majority of... Uh, the Federation ships because they're all warp capable and they just blew the fuck up. They call it the burn and nobody knows exactly why. And we're getting like deeper in the season, like they're putting some clues together, but there's still no answers yet. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see like this whole dynamic between you know Michael Burnham and, and Book, and they have like this super fucking sexual energy that doesn't get released for a fucking <laughs> minute. I'm just like, can you guys just fuck now or what? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even even um, uh, Philippa calls, uh, she calls out Michael Burnham, like, she calls him her, her boyfriend. She's like, he's not my boyfriend. She's all, all that, like, tension between y'all. Y'all should have been hooked up by now. I was like, God dang, it's, like, super crazy. And then, like, 
So, like, the Federation is basically gone or in pieces. Oh, it is gone, but Starfleet is in pieces. So they're trying to reconnect with Starfleet, and Starfleet is, like, basically this, like, uh, super... Like, it's literally a fraction of what it used to be. Yeah. And they're in this weird, like, subspace, like, anomaly-type area. I mean, it looks cool, but there's some cool Easter eggs because they have, like, the... 10th generation of the Voyager ship yeah. and they're like what's that and they're all looking at all this crazy future tech and then you know Voyager shows up and they have uh, their biggest selling piece is that they have um, a whole database that's like the size of a planet inside the ship and um, Cronus I don't know if you watch the, um, the, the Star Trek shorts but there, I think there's like an easter egg in episode two that kind of links to one of the shorts so i don't know if you watch star trek calypso no where like the, sh the ship came basically really quick it's on cbs uh you can watch it i think on youtube it's like maybe 15 minutes it's this short where discoveries 900 or a thousand years into the future and there's only one crew member on there i guess he like falls in he literally falls in love with the uh computer ai <laughs> and and like the ai has to kind of let him go to rejoin humanity type thing and there's a moment in season two where the computer's ai changes and it becomes oh. the voice from that short yeah and it, was and it developed yeah. yeah it's not it's like really weird but it's like a nod or i guess what planting the seed of what's going to happen later on and right now uh, in that current episode, the captain believes that the um, the information that they got from the planet evolved their a AI, which will probably come into play later on, which will explain Star Trek Calypso, which is actually a really good short. I highly recommend watching it. I think you can watch it on YouTube. I watch it uh, on CBS All Access, but I think there's some other ways to watch it, YouTube being one. So it's been interesting so far. Um, I, I'm liking the pace kind of style in the second season, but rebooted itself and they have a clean slate. So there's a lot of stuff that they can explore, especially 900 years in the future and whatnot. So uh, I've been liking it so far. I'm waiting to see the current episode because I'm behind by one. So, yeah, so I'll tell you, you what was really cool to be in this season um, was actually one of the new characters. And. <laughs> This is actually, I'm going to give Star Trek Discovery super kudos on doing diversity right, as far as I'm concerned, and what, I, what I'm what i concerned with. That's the only thing that matters. Anyway, they have a new character in the show that's non-binary, and they didn't hype it up as like, some new non-binary character. They didn't tell you how to feel about this character before this, this character was introduced. I had no idea about this character, but the first time I saw this person, I was like, hmm, this, this is probably a non-binary person. And so, ends up, yeah, it's a non-binary character, even though... She goes as a she, but she has like she looks like pretty much gender neutral. And then on like the second or third episode after she's introduced, like it it turns out that she had a, a boyfriend that looks like a woman to me, which is fine. But it's just like all these things are like they don't ever like they don't come out and tell you these things. You know what I mean? Like in all these other diversity fucking nonsense shows they they make that like the selling point instead of telling the actual fucking story right but in this okay, one yeah, yeah. yeah in this one they, like, they, they tell the story of this character where that's just 
how this character is, and when they show like the the boyfriend, I'm like, okay, that's her boyfriend, cool. Like, and it happened like the story they tell about this character, like it's all like well written. It's not just they are, you know, non-binary, and that's all you should care about about this character. And it's like because when we first introduced to this character, you're like, okay, this person's like kind of quirky. Um, can't tell really what gender this person is, but doesn't really fucking matter. Su- super mm. smart person that was way smarter than everybody else in the fucking ship. And it was funny because there's like uh, some headbutting b- between her and Stamets for a while. And I just liked the way that they that they did that. That they didn't just, you know, before the episode came, came out or give you some kind of disclaimer or some other fucking kind of stupid bullshit that they keep trying to do, they keep trying to force on people today is just tell the fucking story. If the story sucks, if the if the story sucks, people will let you know. If it's good, people will let you know. I'll let you know. Star Trek Discovery, the story that you're doing with uh, Adira is a great story. She's a great character, um, and keep doing shit like that. And I hope that all of Hollywood takes note on like how to tell a story with a non-binary person or LGBT LGBTQ plus whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, just tell those stories, and we'll figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. like trust the audience. Don't trust your fucking stupid ass uh, people that have no idea like what they're talking about when it comes to all these, you know, gender neutral or non-binary, whatever, blah 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 blah. Like you're focusing on the wrong shit. Just focus on telling the fucking story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely get that. I mean, they don't beat you over the head about this is this kind of person. I think Discovery kind of made that mistake in season one. But I think they rectified it in, in this a lot because they focused literally on their relationship and not like what kind of pronouns that they needed to need. Well, it was really about the survival of the person. Well, and, and, and it also, they didn't focus on it first because it would be very odd yeah. for you to meet any new character that was not, yeah. you know, that came into like, I hate using these stupid ass fucking terms. I don't want to call them stupid, but they're just annoying to me. Uh, gender conformities. Like if you met a character that was, say, a straight character, and immediately they're like, oh, this is my boyfriend, or I'm fucking this person, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, I don't give a shit about that. Like, what the fuck can you do science-wise? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why when yeah, I first they... introduced the character, it's like, oh, she's a really smart character that knows all this fucking crazy science shit. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it comes out that she had uh, a boyfriend or whatever, but it, it came into, like, the story because she's a trill. So it was important to the story, not just important yeah. to, like whatever the fuck whatever the fuck else you know yeah i mean it was extremely important because it's a supremely traumatic event that happens during this relationship and i think that like you said it was like it was i hate using this term but it was organic within yeah. the story uh and it, they didn't beat you over the head like oh these pronouns for these characters like no these people have this relationship and then something traumatic happens and this person blocked this trauma out of their mind. And this, and then you as an audience member, you get to see what happens and it moves the story forward. And I was like, oh, this is great. I don't need to care about like what kind of terms I need to use. I just needed to know that was happened that was super traumatic with this relationship and it worked out. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I hope that, like I said, everybody takes notes and just, just do it that way. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so well totally. That's true. Um, you know, can we... Kind of right. jump back real quick. So it wasn't when I mentioned that uh, one of the Jacksons married Quentin Jones' daughter. It wasn't Quincy Jones. It was um, uh, fuck. What I posted in the chat. It was, was it Elvis uh, Presley? No, it's Barry Gordon. 
Barry Gordon. Oh, yeah, uh, Barry Gordon. Jermaine, Jermaine married Barry Gordon's daughter, um, Hazel. That was who I got mixed up with. But, um, yeah, I just actually want to, I kind of want to jump back and do a quick, uh, oh, like, pouring some malt liquor for somebody. Because somebody, uh, Warrior fell in the chat room just reminded us about it. But, uh, one of the owners for Ricky, the bar in San Andrew, passed away recently. Yeah, good point. So I uh, want to pour a little bit of uh, cognac for him. Uh, if you don't know, Ricky's a, it's a sports bar in San Leandro. I, actually, are they going out of business? Yeah, they're, they're shutting down. Know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, actually, well, I wonder what the guy's real name is. Or is it actually Ricky? Is Ricky the actual Ricky that owns the sports bar? Yeah, I mean, it, it, this was uh, for uh, fans of the Raiders. I mean, this this was like Raider heaven. Raider Mecca, basically. Um, like, they had nothing but all of, like, Raider paraphernalia all over the, pretty much every inch of that place. You know, they had good sports bar food, beer, drinks, and whatnot. But yeah. it, th this was, like, a place that was hard to get into every time the Raiders were were, were playing. I went there many, many times. Um, and it was always friendly. It was always a, a great place. So I was surprised to hear about uh, him passing and... Uh, uh, he, he was friendly with everybody who came there. So um, he was real personable and, and very approachable. Yeah. Rest in power. It's kind of yeah. I've only been, been there once, and the time I went was when I had a, an ankle monitor. Oh, no, I, had, I didn't have, I didn't have what? a license. I didn't have a, I didn't have a license. So, like, I, I Ubered there, and I forgot my wallet. And so uh, Lilo took me back home so I can get my wallet so I can come back. Actually, no, I had my license. I didn't have my, I have any kind of form of payment. So, uh, they were to like, she took me home, brought me back, and I was able to buy some beers and hang out with everybody. Gotcha. All right. Um, uh, let me, let me mention something real, real I quickly. Cause, uh, I put it in the chat a couple times. I don't know if anybody, has anybody seen this new, uh, Onyx, uh, Equinox yet? Yes, no. I have. I okay, watched the good. first one. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, brand new series. Uh, I think only I haven't checked this week, but I watched it over the weekend. There was only one episode out. Uh, it's on Crunchyroll, and this one. Let me put. Let me give a shout out. The series creator's name is Sophia Alexander. Um, this feels a lot like the uh, a lot like the uh, Blood of Zeus or uh, Castlevania in to a certain extent meets. The uh, the one on I Netflix that we really liked, uh, uh, Seis Manos, mm -hmm. with like uh, Latin American mythology and whatnot mixed in there um, for uh, basically a, another a new anime series. But you you got the Aztec kind of human sacrifice stuff going on. You got uh, Aztec gods that are really difficult to pronounce. Some of these names, I'm not even gonna fucking try. And <laughs> So far, I'm I'm cautiously interested to see how this fucking develops. Carlos, what did you think? I mean, it's good. I so I I kind of think that calling it an anime is kind of stretching. I think that people are calling it an anime because it's on country roll. But to me, it's like traditional sort of Americanized animation, which is fine. I just don't want people to hop on there and be like, "Oh, this is anime," but it's like it's not anime looking. <laughs> so like, not at all. Which it it's fine. It, it's more of like. Like you were saying, it's like Castlevania or um, something like that, you know, or it, Blood of Zeus. Is it, is it dubbed? No, it's in oh, it's okay. in various different languages. It's it's dubbed. It's not in. It's it wasn't Japanese. made in Japan, so. 
It's made here, I, I believe, in America. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. But yeah, so far I really like it. I think it has a good start to it because it has to do with, um, how do I say, it? like South American mythology or like Mexican mythology, possibly as well, because they kind of they kind of move around a little bit in the first episode. So it's hard for me to tell. It looks like Mayan mostly to me, only because I'm I'm ignorant to uh, most of their gods, except for like a couple of them. <laughs> but um, I love mythology in general. Like I'm a huge fan of Greek mythology, hence my name. Um, but it's, it's saying that it's uh, Mesoamerican. Mesoamerican, yeah. yeah. Mythology, yeah, yeah. That's what they're saying. It's South American Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks dope. Our South American, sorry, Central American, South American. Yeah, it's all the same, like area, but it's the culture is kind of get kind of mixed up over time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it, I, I liked it because it showed like new gods. You know, it, it was fucking dank as shit. People were getting their throats ripped out and arms ripped off, and there's titties in it. In the first episode, I was just like, all right, I, we're going there. All right, let's let's do this. Mm-hmm. So, you get to see some petty ass gods and. It seemed seemed really cool. Like so, if you watch this, keep an open mind. Like if, kind of treat it like you would treat a watching Greek mythology or Roman mythology, because I think yeah. that's what people. I think people they get turned off with um, other cultures, gods only because they're used to like Greek mythology and yeah. Roman mythology. But all these other mythologies, they are just as interesting, if not more, if you just yep. give them a chance. <laughs> you know, just don't don't let the skin tone of the people telling the story bother you at all. And well, go ahead, man. It, I'm glad I'm glad you bring that up because here's the thing too. Um, I didn't learn at least in school very much about Norse mythology. Yeah. You know, God of War, <laughs> the 2018 <laughs> God of War taught me more about Norse mythology than it, than all of the Thor Boy. movies. Yeah, all the Thor. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Loki, Loki, Thor, and fucking uh, uh, what's the name of the Odin. king? Odin. Yeah, I thought like, Ragnarok and all that shit. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I don't know about Ragnarok. I thought Ragnarok happened down in Fragnarok. <laughs> but I mean, that's what that's what's God, so cool see. though. Like in in the right fo- in the right form, you can like it can pique your interest in some fucking uh, mythology, and you can be like, okay, I want to learn about more about this god and why they did this and why they ate this, why they sacrificed this way. You know, and, and most of these gods have incredible personalities in mythology and whatnot. So, um, so far, and again, it's super early on. I've only seen one goddamn episode, but I'm intrigued and want to see fucking more. And that's a good sign. And I think it's 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 worth looking at and seeing if it's for you. I'm not saying it's uh, um, Seismanos quite yet, because that was a whole fucking season of <laughs> yeah. kung fu badassery. Uh, but so far, so good is what I'll say. So wait, you didn't you didn't learn the story of Beowulf in school, Prodigy? I actually didn't in school. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, um, I feel like I feel like that was later from on on some tangent that was non-school related. Huh. Interesting. But, yeah. So it looks like, like the studio who who does animation for it is the same people who make uh, like Sonic X, the Iron Man, the like Airbender, yeah. Justice League. X-Men Revolution, the Batman. Yeah, it kind of has that feel, like Justice, like Young Justice. It's got that animation style. Yeah, people yep. can... So if you go to Crunchyroll and you click on it, and you're like, oh, there's seven episodes out. No, it's just one. 
It's just all in fucking different languages. <laughs> so. Dude, I don't know about you. I had the hardest time. I it, it took me like 20 minutes or maybe 10 minutes of selecting the wrong language because it was like cutting off on my PS4 app. And oh. so I went through Russian, French, uh, Spanish, <laughs> all these different versions. Now, one of my friends uh, on Twitter uh, who does um, uh, But Why Though podcast, she was saying, obviously, I don't speak Spanish very well. I can, I can understand a few words here and there, but... She said that the Spanish dub is fucking excellent, especially with the pronunciations on some of these uh, gods and foods and whatnot. <laughs> well, I would hope I so. Like, I mean, I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, I'm looking at the names right now. I'm like, man, why do you skip on these names? Because I would, I would. I, I mean, only one name on here I can probably say, and that's Izel. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everybody else is like, uh, Mick. Mc Mc I don't, don't want to say it because something might come alive. You gotta sound the demons. That's hilarious. Uh, that's Actually, you know what? Uh, Blue should have uh, the sweetest. You should have the sweetest watching in uh, in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, might, I might do that. Do it. Do it. I will. I know this is a weird tangent, but speaking of fucking demons, holy fuck, am I back into goddamn doom? Goddamn it! Oh. Holy People sleep on that shit. shit. I fucking love it. That shit got its <laughs> yeah. fucking hooks in me. Okay, I know it's old. It's a 2016 game, goddammit. But because uh, Eternal came out this year and it's on, it's dirt cheap on uh, either on GameStop or all these Black Friday deals, uh, I'm going to pick it up tonight uh, on uh, on one of them, maybe even PSN. And I was like, you know what? I never fucking finished Doom 2016. God damn, that is some bloody metal. It's like... When the bodies hit the floor on yeah. repeat, fast action all the time, shoot them, shoot them, shoot them, and fucking rip their guts out. Goddamn, I hate these demon scum. Yeah, it's like one of those, the same thing happened to me. Like, I stopped playing it for a while, and I was like, you know, I didn't beat it. Let me go back and, and, and play it, and I, I beat it. And it's just, uh, it's it's one of the game that, one of the few games that punishes you if you are, um, a, like, being passive. Like, yeah. if you're not constantly moving and shooting and fucking shit up, the game will destroy you. And it's yeah. fucking ruthless about it. I, I couldn't agree more. The other thing is, even when you get the hang of things, it'll start getting harder and trip you up. Like, some of these boss battles where you're like, oh, I took all his life down. Oh, wait a minute. New form, bitch. Yeah, God damn <laughs> exactly. It. You know? Why, why do I hear Latin music in the background? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're all here. <laughs> You're all hearing Duel of the Fates pop off in the yeah. back. You're like, what the fuck? God, like, and the music gets your fucking heart rate going. I can't wait to play Eternal. Yeah. Because, like, this shit, I can only handle, like, an hour at a time. I, I, <laughs> my hands fucking cramp up. Yeah. My heart yeah. rate is going. <laughs> like, I'm, I've been sweating like a slave shit. I got to say, it's, it's a shout out to the, the, the guy's name is Mick Gordon. He's the guy who does the, both the soundtracks. The second soundtrack, there's a huge controversy over I can't get all into because it's, it's part of it's just. It's not stupid, but it's licensing issues and, like, mastering the, the tracks. But the actual game, the music is probably better than the first one. Um, mm. And it's just, like, it's one of those games to where, like, literally, like, you, you're playing the game normally. You're going through normal shit. And all of a sudden, you see some demons. And the fucking soundtrack is, like, go fucking kill them. And <laughs> I don't know, like, in the, until you play the game, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, like, literally in Amsterdam, yeah. it's like, go kill these fucking demons. And, like, as you start killing it, the fucking music gets louder and louder and louder. And you keep fucking shit up. And they have such good, like, metal riffs and uh, with some electronic uh, hints as well. And it's so well done. Like, you don't understand, like, how much the music is amping you up until you take a, take a step back 
And then yeah. you're like, and you listen to it, you're like, oh shit, that's why you're moving so fucking fast. Like the music is making you do it. Well, you're, you're a thousand percent right. And then here's my other thing. It's, it, there's low key, crazy lore. Oh like, yeah. If you're, if, if you're one of those people that like, likes the, uh, the the lore of something, like you can uh, ignore it for, to a certain extent, you know what I mean? Just kill demons and be a badass. But there's secrets. There's all this stuff about the Slayer and Hold on, the wait, prophecies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, because I, I know all the lore in the game, but you got to okay. read to read all the lore in the game. So are you actually reading things in the games now, Prodigy? Has fucking uh, hell well, frozen no, over? No, 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 I'm not reading. No, I'm not reading that, that's that where all the lore is. <laughs> like, you have I'm to... just saying there is lore. Oh, I'm not okay. reading that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not reading it. <laughs> so you don't know where the uh, but... Slayer came from and all that shit and... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but even even when they like in the cut, like the small cutscenes, and you hear that fucking deep raspy ass voice talking about the Slayer lives to yeah. kill. It's like even that has. There, I know there's stuff behind it, and I know like Yellow Skull, Red Skull, and this happened on Mars, and you're going to this level oh, of so hell. You don't know the actual lore. You know some of the lore, but if you actually read the Codex things, this is actually my my small complaint about the whole series. Is that mm. to understand like the whole story? You have to actually read the codexes and shit like that. Okay. Because like goes through like, especially in the second one, in Eternal, like you don't. There's like multiple Slayers, and mm. if you don't, if you're not going through the codexes and reading about it, then you're just gonna be like, okay, things happen. I killed stuff. There's big. There's bigger <laughs> demons now. But yeah, yeah there, there's like a whole like. I wish they would. If they make another Doom, which they should, but it might be on the oh, Xbox. Yeah, it might be on the Xbox Series X because it's Bethesda. Um, they need to actually work on like the cutscenes for the lores, because they they have mm. cutscenes in the game, but it's for like current shit. Like they didn't have like flashbacks to lore and shit like that. Like put some fucking time and money into like actually telling the story in a visual way. You're a fucking video game, not a fucking mm. book. And I understand. Like I don't, I don't mind. Obviously, I read the fucking lore. I don't have a problem with it. But it's like it, it's it's like you're making me literally bathe in blood to a metal soundtrack, and then I pick up some lore. And I have to fucking slow everything down and read it. But, yeah. I, I mean, you don't have to read it, but I'm going to read it. And it's just like, it's a weird, like, it, but it's either a fucking thousand miles per hour the whole time or not. Like, you need to fucking pick one. Yeah. And and maybe maybe, maybe the, uh, the the reading of it will happen. Like, am I, I'm going to play this again. So, and probably my second playthrough or something, I'll probably pay attention right now. But I, these demons need to be killed, like, immediately. <laughs> The music telling you to do it. <laughs> God, damn, them summoning. I, 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 yeah, I'm fucking loving it. Well, it's crazy. You know, like I, the... I beat that tomorrow. Doom in VR is fucking crazy too. Like I played just the demo alone was fucking. I should I should have got the game. I actually I think it's. Let me see how much it is right now. But Doom in VR was really great. I still got to set up VR here. Dirt cheap. Yeah, I still got to set up VR here. I think I have enough room. So. Um, Dude, yeah, yeah, you gotta try some of the new shit that came out. Like, I'll send you over a list of games you should play. Like, even like your daughter should try them out. Uh, your older daughter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, Blue. What's up? Blue. I'm calling you out. Don't, don't, don't be a bitch. Why don't you play Resident Evil Seven in VR? <laughs> I can't do horror game, man. I can't. I can't fucking do horror game. Like, I literally paid for Paranormal Activity in VR. And I, I've only gotten inside the house. I got inside the house. Previous shit happened. I was like, "Fuck this! I can't do it." Uh, you don't know like people. Play, I watch people play the game all fucking day. And laugh <laughs> at them and say, "Y'all, you a pussy." But I cannot play that goddamn game. Even playing zombie games, like basic zombie shooter games, is creepy as shit <laughs> in VR. <laughs> 
Like, yeah, I, I played those because it, it's fun and stuff like that. Because you turn it, you turn around, the zombie's like right up on you. But like, turn around too, it fucks your head. It's like there's a there's a spirit inside the room scaring you and shit. Nah, I can't do that shit. I had trouble, like, I had to take so many goddamn breaks with RE7. I didn't even play it in VR. That <laughs> shit was fucking spooky as goddamn shit. Like, yeah. and, and it's here's the other thing, too. Uh, on the PlayStation Collection, it's one of those games you get for free. Oh, I gotta, so, I wish I need to tag the games and, like, not download them because I only have so much room on my hard drive. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's another, like, fucking move by Sony. It's like, oh, yeah, here's a PS5. Here's fucking 21 games you can't download all at once because the hard drive's so small. (laughs) Thanks, bitch. (laughs) It's so weird because, like, isn't it uh, the PS4 Pro? Isn't it, like, one terabyte? I think it's, like, one or two, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I have a four terabyte external, so it's not a huge deal, Mm -hmm. but it's not an SSD, so... You know, it's, Dude, right now Costco, Costco's got a an eight terabyte external hard drive for like I think like one fifty. Yeah, but Damn. this is the problem though is like the, you can't play PS five games on an external hard drive. Yeah. So it's like you gotta wait. Yeah, they have literally Sony's got three months maximum to get their <laughs> shit together with the external hard drive. Yeah. If they don't get it together in the next three months, people are gonna be fucking pitchforks and fucking torches with sony because because here's the thing in 2021 there is a lot of games dropping like you know actually fuck it even just in a couple weeks man uh i I still think that uh there it's going to be another big game for cyberpunk 2077 that's in a few more days hopefully but the thing is so with Uh, with cyberpunk it's it's okay because cyberpunk doesn't will not have the ps5 version really until a couple months later so you don't have yeah. to install it on your actual... I, I can install it on my PS4 hard drive externally, and it'll be fine. I mean, it'll still play better, but it won't be the PS5 experience. But the yeah. problem is, it's just like... I mean, more and more games are going to come out, and there are still zero fucking options for this thing. For yeah. e- for uh, extra storage. And like, man, 664 gigs of, of storage isn't a lot, especially when Call of Duty Black Ops, which... I'm almost like fuck this game at, at at this point. I don't even want to fucking play anymore because it, it's mm. so fucking buggy and shit like that. Um, did I talk about last week where like the whole zombie mode thing? Like I can't, you can't yeah. play, you can't play co-op. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fucking bullshit. And also the multiplayer. Yeah. Anyway, that takes up like a sixth of the hard drive, at least a sixth. <laughs> so, you know, if I installed everything with all the patches and all that shit, it's gonna take up. Uh, almost a third of my hard drive, you know, and for one fucking game, and you know, I'm gonna keep railing against like you don't need to make games this fucking big, especially when they're not that that technically diverse. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it's very annoying to me. But anyway, th- hopefully they get the shit together because if if they don't, then I mean this is this is where Xbox can fucking get in there, because Xbox already has. I'm pretty sure I know they have an architecture for an external hard drive they can like just plug in. I don't know if they're out yet, but there's like they, they have this whole like um, SSD stick system. There's like a slot in the back where you can just slide it in. Okay. And I know internally yeah. in the PS5 you have a M, uh, like a M2 slot. But you have to open up the whole fucking thing, and they don't like, they nothing is compatible yet. So. Gotcha. Damn. Yeah, with the Xbox, they're working with Seagate for their SSD expansion, and apparently it's supposed to be out like within. A month or January, so it's not like they yet. already said okay. it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, for an external for a 
you just plug in the slot and it, you're good to go. But, and I think it's supposed to be one to two terabytes. Not exactly sure. Yeah, well, that's, that's so, another problem well, that people aren't prepared to hear right now. I'm going to keep saying it, though. When the external drives get announced for the PS5, and there and there as any sort of drive that's compatible with the, with the PS5 that's going to give you the same PS5 experience as the internal drive, be prepared to fucking shell out your ass. When I say shell out your mm-hmm. ass, I'm talking about the actual cost of a PS5 again. Yep. If you want to get a 4 terabyte SSD with the same performance, it's probably going to cost you like $500. God damn. So, but you you can you can still play you can still use an external hard drive only to have PS4 content on there, right? Yes, but that's yeah. You're still getting your PS... I mean, don't get me wrong. The graphics are a little better. I mean, they are better. But the load times are still existent. You know? Like, you're not getting any of that. Like, I, I, went, I, I was playing... I, I Ghost don't know yet. I don't know yet. I don't have a PS5. You'll see. Like, <laughs> once you play Miles Morales... Once you play Miles Morales and you fucking... You're literally in the game in 14 seconds. And then you try and play, like, Ghost of Tsushima. And you're like, why are there load screens? What are we doing mm-hmm. here? And Ghost of Tsushima has, like, infamously, like, not a lot of load screens. But just booting yeah. up the game. When you start booting up Miles Morales... It's like 14 seconds and you're fucking web swinging, kicking ass and shit. Nice. Yeah, man. All right. Can we talk about the Animaniacs? Please. Which one? Animaniacs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Animaniacs. Oh, my God. Prodigy, oh, yeah. have you not watched this yet? I need to go grab it. I haven't, I haven't seen it quite yet, but go ahead. Did you watch it back in the day? Oh, of course. Yeah, uh, I've been talking a lot. So, Old Ninja, why don't you go ahead and set it up? Woo! Animaniacs, the... Revival. I mean, it's just called Animaniacs. It's on Hulu right now. And holy shit, they came out swinging out the gate. Um, so all the episodes are available, but they only brought back the, obviously, the Warner Brothers and the Warner. So Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And then um, Pink in Their Brain is back. So yeah. basically, they're about half hour episodes, but the first half is usually the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister, which is about the first 15 minutes. And the last 15 minutes is usually pink in the brain. Or sometimes it's about 10 minutes, and then the last five minutes is some random, random like, skit involving all of them. But, man, the first episode was, like, crazy because they literally talk about reboots uh, being, like, trash and, like, how Hollywood is trash because they can't be imaginative and and uh how everybody's a sellout and then at the end they're like well you guys sold out you guys sold out to hulu and they're like well we're the animator so we can sell out and they're literally stand- sitting on piles of money and then they have money that spells out hulu in the background oh, it's hilarious uh they trolled donald trump on almost every episode that i've seen so far it's been crazy man it's been they still have their um Blue's got wacko. It's still, yeah, they still have their humor. They still have their grossness, but it's like up to date. It's for like kind of the current stuff. They like joke it. They literally joke about the production process of the show. They joke about political stuff. They joke about the internet because they talk when they are reintroduced, they're kind of still stuck in 1997 or 96. Eight. And they need to get acclimated. Or is it 98? Yeah, they, so they need to get acclimated. And so Yakko swallows a tablet. Saying, so mm-hmm. like, oh, I can get I can get all of human knowledge and it's easy to swallow a tablet. The tablet is literally like an, um, an iPad. So he swallows it and then he has this like freak out where he basically gets current up-to-date about um technology they do they still do a song and dance sometimes but it's it's funny you know it's not like a disney fucking musical they like troll 
like a lot of social media they troll trump they troll um shit what else people got uh, mad oh, because they troll politics they troll well they, they troll each other. other well they got mad because they he they trolled um johnny depp and people got super mad about that shit yeah, I, I didn't catch that one either. I know yeah. it was like I think, uh, it was someone brought it up. I'm like, I, I don't remember seeing that. It was like literally a half a second of saying that it said that Johnny Johnny lies, and I was oh, just like, shit. I don't give. They made fun of so many people, like I don't yeah. really give a shit at this point in time. Wait, Super are they talking fast. about the Amber stuff and the? Well, I don't. It didn't say specifically, but that's what obviously yeah. everybody jumped to. Um, was Ooh. that you know Johnny lies? I'm just like okay. Um, they made fun of all, a lot of other shit too, so mm -hmm. even themselves. So it's like rapid yeah. fire though, because they, the they go through a lot of shit. My favorite, my favorite thing when they're making fun of each other is when Wacko is he he throws fucking salt or shade on fucking uh Wack or Yakko doing the fucking um the country song. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. oh, we all can't. He basically says, "I'm like, we all can't be as cool as you doing a, the." The country song or something like that. I, I was yeah. fucking down when he said that. Yeah, it was hella funny. That was hella this, funny. This, this wacko stuffed animal or bear or thing I have, this is from 1996. It's probably wow. worth like $3 million what? right now. Yeah, <laughs> I've had this thing for so fucking long. I think I got it from Great America like way back in the day. Like, I was 17 when this thing, when I got this. Like, oh, holy shit. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's worth like $1 million right there. I so can wait, can, can I ask? I haven't seen it yet, but I gotta ask this question. Maybe they address it on the show too. But they were basically spokespeople for Warner Brothers, like, mm -hmm. and this is the Hulu show, right? Yeah, I mean, the, like I said, the very first episode they troll Hollywood, including Warner Brothers, and how they, they sold, sold the out rights? to Hulu. I guess it's on Hulu. It's not on HBO wow. Max. I mean, they wow. talk about how they sold out. Uh, it, the way it starts out, literally the very first few seconds is they do a Jurassic Park parody. And they basically were talking about how they came back from obscurity to basically be relevant again. And it's hella funny. And they're like, well, we're back. They're like, yeah, they show Steven Spielberg because he's executive producer. And he's like, yeah, we, we're back. But he's holding money with from Hulu and shit. It's fucking hilarious. Um, they troll Warner Brothers because they live on the Warner Brothers lot and they're trolling about how like things are different like things used to be better back in the day and now everything's like shit it's fucking it's fucking hilarious I will tell you the there's case. no I haven't seen all of it I've only seen like five episodes Pinking okay. the Brain I think has definitely stepped up their game um, they're just as hilarious like uh, Brain is he actually conquers the world using social media <laughs> like Instead of Al Gore inventing the internet, Brain invented the internet. And <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. And then, like, when he realizes that he gets his 15 minutes of fame for conquering the world, but then, like, a talking pig outshines him. So he gets pissed, and he has to devise a new plan. So it's fucking great. What's, I'm loving it so far. What I really love about the show is that, as an adult, I, I can understand probably 100%, probably, like, 99% of the jokes. Like, when mm. I was a kid, there was jokes that, like, went over my head. Because the show, oh, yeah. if you go back and watch it now, there's, like, a lot of it was geared towards adults. And so if you watch it yeah. as an adult now, you got to pick up, like, every fucking thing they're putting down. Everything. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, all these innuendos and all these fucking crazy things that they're saying. Like, it was not really um, a kid's show. Like, it was funny to kids, but mm -hmm. there was so much adult content that was, like, 
behind all the jokes that I think this is like the perfect time to really come out with this. I mean, it's, it's perfect, but also kind of a shitty time because you have like the little council culture thing. And you already see people that they're trying to cancel because of Johnny Depp, because of one yeah. guy. And it's like, listen, I, I understand what Johnny Depp is going through. It's pretty unfortunate, but, um, I, you know, I hope he gets his justice. I, I think Amber Heard is a piece of shit, but also it's a fucking joke. So, yeah. And I think that well, was, it's kind of funny because like the, the opening theme music for the show, like they kind of, kind of, Go, they kind of talk about the whole like trying to be like gender neutral and this and that like because before yeah. they had like the way the intro was was pretty like I don't know it it, it would have been canceled right away in today's <laughs> culture but like they kind of they kind of make a spoof on that about how culture is totally different than it was back then but like yeah. you know they still have like kind of the rhythm and theme kind of going with the intro of the song. Do, do they have the hello nurse or do they do they completely no. avoid that shit? So far, no nurse. Yeah, yeah they avoid yeah. that shit. Yeah, no, no nurse yet, but yeah, they but, do kind of, they make jokes about it. There's a joke about it, I think, in the fourth episode. I mean, just because they're missing the, you know, Hello Nurse and a couple other things, they're, they still are really skirting the line with, like, some really edgy shit. Like, when they had President Trump as, like, a cyclops <laughs> on an island, I was, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I was fucking rolling. Oh I was like, are you fucking for real? Oh, that shit was hella funny. I have the best island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, being a two-eyed monster. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> like, that shit was hella funny. Uh, so, if you ever noticed, this is a tip. If you go back and watch the 90s stuff, every time there's an adult-centered joke, Wacko would always be like, all right, folks, thank you for yeah, coming. Everybody. Good night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, there's an episode from the um, original where they go to the Oscars, and there's a lot of jokes that I was like, I'm surprised the show didn't get yanked. They make a lot of like innuendo jokes that if you're a kid, you're paying attention to all the characters that they're showing. But when you hear them make the jokes, and you're and you okay. go back, you're like, "Holy shit! How did this not get pulled? Like yeah. this shit was crazy." And well, just like now, they kind of skate the line a bit. So, well, what got what got me back in the day? I still need to see this show. I'll probably watch some over this long weekend. But the good feathers shit was what got yeah. me because, <laughs> like. I mean, for those who haven't seen it, like, Goodfellas is one of the most violent fucking mobster movies you're going to fucking find. Like, you know what I mean? And they talk about Casino on there a lot, too. But they were talking about all those classic Italian mafia, you know, Scarface kind of movies and shit. And they would have these, like, cartoonish, like, pigeons on there. But all the jokes were about the real movies. That's what Mm -hmm. got me, you know? Did they they bring any of that back, Goodfellas? Not yet that I've seen, yeah. Not that I've seen. They have Pinky in the Brain and MAX, but they they talk about the other characters in yep. one episode. It's fucking so, great. So outside of Pinky in the Brain, there's only been one other character that I've seen that made it come back. Yeah, and it's too. and it and it's pretty fucking hilarious because I never saw that coming but until they're like talking about it. I haven't seen the other one. I'm only like five or six episodes in, but so far I've only seen one that they brought back. So they they also brought back the the mind guy because when they get uh, the when they do the um the Olympics when they're like when the <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger like the guy throws them and stuff like that inside of the tent and they hit that scoreboard there's a guy playing the piano he used to be a character too mm-hmm. so if you if you watch the episode and watch the one with the character you're talking about he he posted up on the wall as like a, 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 a as a stuffed animal or whatever but he's still he's in the show. Just yeah, for that one it's, episode. 
It's funny because in the original they had their um the boss. He was the Warner Brothers CEO. He was on the show. He's a little angry guy. And like apparently he's dead or something, but there's a picture of him on the wall of the new CEO. And the new CEO is a woman, but she's still kind of a bitch. But it's still pretty fucking well, and funny. They, and they make fun of her like being a woman too. Oh yeah. And they even have like bits with uh Prodigy, go ahead. You've been trying to talk for a minute. I was just going to really quickly mention a, a, a shout out. Like, Chris Summer did some voice acting. Obviously, she's infamous some. for doing all kinds of characters. <laughs> she did Elmira. It sounds like Elmira might not be back on here, though, so far. No. So I thought Elmira oh. was Tiny Toons. Oh, yeah. Tiny Toons. Okay, my bad, my bad. But didn't she voice someone else on here? Or, or am I she, prob she probably did. She I probably did. did either Slappy Squirrel or Somebody. or, or Buttons and Mindy or something. something. Okay somebody but still it's okay. i'm loving it so far i'm only like maybe halfway through but so far it's been hilarious yeah are, like, they, are they the original voices yeah yeah okay. even pink in the brain Shit. So nice it's been a it's a really nice throwback of just like shit that you liked when you were a kid and it's still it, it holds i was worried that wasn't going to hold up but they are mm -hmm. they're, they're they've made jokes well like they literally admitted that hey we're writing this in 2018 and this event might not be true when you're watching this. So <laughs> it's just like, that's it was good. really funny. It's, like, that's it's great writing. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, definitely watch it. Even if you didn't watch Animaniacs, if you're too young, too young to watch it back in, you know, the, the 90s or whatever, um, check out this this new show. It's, it's really well done. I really like the way that they um, do caricatures of people because I miss, yeah. like, the old school caricatures of people. It's like, remember, like... Uh, Mad Magazine used to make really yeah. caricatures of people. And this show does the same deal. It's like the same, like, over-the-top caricatures of people. And it, the reason why I do it is because it, it's hard for somebody to sue when you make such an overt caricature of somebody. And yep. especially in these days, you have to, like, really go over the top to, like, to do that. Go ahead, Blue. No, I was just saying that... Um... Elvira, she does appear. She's she's on she's from Tiny Toons, but she does appear on um on Animaniacs. She hmm. she, she has an episode where she's on there, but uh yeah, she is done. She is. Creed Summer does have the voice of Elvira, but that's the only character that she's done that's related to Animaniacs. Nice, good shit. Yeah, check it. I mean, she's recommend a laundry list of fucking yeah the shows she's been on. She's super prolific. Um. Uh, Ready Player Two, y'all. Uh, Blue and and Chrono. Uh oh, Blue has that wince in his face. What's going on now? <laughs> oh shit! Oh, does he got the book? Yep, I got, got this. The, yeah, thirty percent off. I picked this up like a few hours ago. So wow, thirty percent like, already? Yeah, it's thirty percent. I mean, thirty percent off the listed price. So the listed still, price, I think, is like pretty good though. Yeah, so this is like twenty bucks. This is like twenty-two bucks. You get I got the, yeah, I went to Tarjay and got this here. And so I went, I had to go back because when this was out, uh, I think this came out on Tuesday. They're sold Wait. out. Wow. Wait. I went to, I went to three different places, all sold out. I went back today, two copies left and I managed to pick this up. You know, uh, ready player two. I know, haven't started it yet. You know, it wasn't sold out audible. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> that was in my inbox when I woke up in the morning. Yeah, I like having my hardcover and get the whatnot. So, this is good. Ernest Klein. Hopefully, he does it again. Um, 
I'm looking forward to starting to read this. I might try to read this this weekend, but we'll see. I might hold off. So, Blue, have you started but, reading it or listening to it? I'm listening to the audiobook. So, I'm about halfway done with the book. Oh, shit. I'm like five chapters in, maybe? Or three three or four chapters in. Okay. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point where he... Oh, God. I don't want to oh, you're well. about... Yeah. yeah. Damn it, man. It's all good, but, man. I'm at, like I have I so Ready Player so if you read Ready Player One, Ready Player One is about um, about a VR like Oasis world where people can just check out from the world and you know do stuff in VR and stuff like that. But but Ready Player Two kind of touch plays on a little bit more on on not just VR but like they're kind of okay, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't, don't. The book just came out. Yeah, don't don't spoil it. I mean, I, I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts in the book, only because I I can almost well, foresee like the way the reviews are gonna go. Yeah, I kind of have an idea of what's gonna happen, but like, what's so great about it is that it continues from book one. Yeah. Like it, it literally it's, it's ten days after the first book, and if you're doing an audio book, Will Wheaton's doing the voice again, which is awesome, which makes it great. Yeah. Which it makes you wanna it makes you wanna listen to the first one first. And then roll over into the second one, just because it's, it's so it's it's almost English. If you get rid of the thank you for listening to Audible, yeah, <laughs> read by Will Wheaton. If you get rid of that part, just just streams, it just sings, cut over. That'd be great. But um, I'm liking it so far. Like I'm I'm pumped to finish this fucking book. I mean, um, so I'm liking the book so far too. But there's they're gonna be Ernest Klein has left himself open to criticism. Um, from reviewers of the book being similar, too similar to the first book. And I think that it's sort of valid, but at the same time, I think that they, even uh, Ernest Klein's other book, Armada, he has a same, the same similar writing style. Yeah, he makes yeah. a lot of pop culture references. That's like just the way he is, you know? Like, if, if you're reading an Ernest Klein book and thinking that the dude's gonna be, um, like a, like a Stephen King or some prolific author, you know he's I mean, he makes he makes enjoyable books. Don't get me wrong, but they are not um, the best well written books in the world. It's uh, like, and I'm, I'm like not the saying Back that. To Future, like with the Back to Future books, it's basically the same story, just told slightly different. Yeah, and. He's, he's going to catch some criticism for that, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, and I, obviously I'm way further along than, than everybody else, but I'm still enjoying the book. I'm, I'm going to finish it. But yeah, I think that most of the criticism that you're going to see is that it's too, the, people are going to feel underwhelmed because it was too similar to the, to the first book. Mm. And I'm just like, what the fuck did you honestly expect? I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like I, I wasn't expecting like some, far off departure from you know his cause he has a formula that he's using like and, it, and it's his formula and it's formula yeah. works very well and i think he's, he's still gonna it's probably still gonna be a bestseller it's gonna sell a shit, shit ton of books but i think that when people um it's like looking watching a porn movie and expecting great actors <laughs> you know, it's just like you're, you know you know what you're you know what you're here for you know you know what you're here for and for me um i'm gonna keep enjoying the book well, yeah. one, one interesting thing is that I kind of wish I didn't see the movie 
because so when you're reading a book, you you, oh, you basically yeah. create your own image of the characters. Like you expect them to look this way and this way and this way and that way, right? But like since I saw the movie, every time I think of the characters, I only can picture the movie version. I, like my imagination can't pull back what I had as a as a view of that character. You know what's weird? Which no, sucks. that only happens to me for H. That's the only character where. Yeah, I, yeah for me, for H too. That, it's only her. Like everybody else, I, I have like my own like version of them in my head, but only for H, is it that uh, that one woman, like woman, name. yeah. But everybody else, yeah, it's like they are not the uh, the movie characters for me, because <laughs> I didn't like the movie. Would I felt bad for that movie? It should have never been made. Yeah. Only because like if you read the book, there's too many pop culture references for anybody, any single company. To buy all the rights to all those pop pop culture references, and so but to like, me, go ahead. But it, it, it's not the it's not the pop reference that's the problem. Is they didn't stick to the fucking storyline once so fucking ever. Yeah, like, but they didn't have like the Easter eggs and the keys, and then like how the the characters actually find them and this and that. Like it was just. Well, no, man, that's part of the problem, though, is because, like, mean, most, yeah. all the stuff that you're talking about, they're, they're so tied into pop culture references. Yeah, yeah That true, they yeah. could not, like, possibly put them in there. It's just, like, it's okay to, like, you know, if you're writing a book, you don't have to fucking get copyright fucking okays on that shit, because you're just writing about it. Like, I, you, yeah. I can write about anything that I want to, as long as I don't put the fucking music in the goddamn, because you can't put up, you can't put, if you put in lyrics to a song... You can't get the copyright mm-hmm. infringement. You know what I mean? But yep. once you put it on, you know, audiovisual, like, you're fucked. Yeah. So I think that's, like, some of the magic that came with, like, the first book. And I think, yeah, I think that's actually might be part of the problem with, actually, this second book. Because I think that people are going to, they're going to read this. If they watch the, the movie and they start reading the book, they're like, why are there so many pop culture references in this? Because that's the, that's the way he writes. I mean, that's that's the whole thing from like the first book and you need to get all these really obscure references to really understand the books and these characters and but it's it it's still it's a legit gripe that I, I'm not gonna say just ignore it but it's just yeah. something that people just you should be okay with it if, if you're used to his books and I think that most people are likely not used to his writing style and I think he's gonna catch a lot of shit I think it's gonna, probably gonna be his lowest reviewed book because they, made a, because they made a movie about it. And then people are going to be like, oh, well, this is not what I expected. And I just, I feel bad. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> it's, it's really interesting that the, because I'm looking on, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at Wiki. Wiki, I'm not sure how accurate this is. But it said the, the actual physical book came out yesterday as well as the audio book. Yeah, yeah that sounds about is, right. Yeah. Which is crazy, like, for a book, for the audiobook to come out at the same time as the actual book? Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, it's, I'm it's not rare. sure it's unheard of, but it's crazy. It, I mean, it's rare, but also at the same time, I mean, he he knew that a lot of his sales came through Audible, and he had Will Wheaton yep. already on tap, so I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? I don't know why more books... This is what bothers me. I listen to a lot of books in Audible, and like a lot of books um, that I listen to on Audible, like, I'm caught up with all these series, and I have to wait like weeks, sometimes months... For the mm-hmm. audible version to come out and it's like why not just release them both on the same fucking day and i mean he did it kudos to ernest klein doing this and will wheaton doing this too but it's just like why can't they all do this i mean why do you have to like do all this whole actually well there's a couple books that are a little different but it's just fucking annoying 
I mean, I mean, I can under, I can understand. Like, I can't like looking at it from like a um, like a movie perspective. How like you know, movies might be getting released in like Asian countries and stuff like that before it's released here. But I, I just think it, uh, I, I agree with you though. Like, it should be released at the same fucking time. Yeah, I mean, they, they have plenty of time to uh, to record an audio recording before the before oh, yeah. the you know the the print book comes out, and and it's fine. But I, th- I think a lot of it's just. <clears throat> it's old word thinking. It's old word shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we can say as like Gen Xers. It's just stupid old tech shit because people yeah. don't want to like move on to like the, to the new world. Because we we grew up in a time. This I think when I think of Generation X, it's like we grew up in a time where the internet didn't fucking exist. All right, so like sure did. in our childhood, the internet was gone. And so mm-hmm. anytime you read about who's Gen X, who's fucking millennials blah 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 like people try to say like my gen- i was born in the fucking 70s and they try to like, keep moving the millennial thing backwards and backwards but no the millennial thing happens when you fucking were born and the internet was a thing yeah that's to me where most people is the most valid thing is, oh yeah did the internet exist when you were born yes okay well then you're probably a millennial or something past that if it didn't exist when you were born then you're likely not a millennial because that yeah. that was the internet was a huge deal People don't seem to understand that. But yeah, I think that people, yeah. they, they, they want to keep getting the, the print version out first and then do the other extra techno- technological bullshit afterwards because they want to get the most they can out of physical copies. But that's, it's such antiquated thinking that it's ridiculous. What's the fastest way to get your fucking, any sort of medium out there? It's through technology. Even when the fucking mm-hmm. book is digital. Like you get a goddamn Kindle. You know what I mean? So why not, why not have somebody write your book have it edited, whatever the fuck, and then have somebody uh, narrate it, and then drop the book, the physical book, the Kindle, the digital book, and the audio book at the same time because you're getting all that momentum all at the same time. If it, if it gets, especially if it gets great reviews, and you have a good yeah. narrator, like that's more momentum that you're gonna have going forward. It's more sales you're gonna get. If there's a problem with digital, um, I guess the way you're getting paid through digital, that's a different conversation. But as far as I'm concerned. People are still getting paid through digital means. So please keep making, dropping these audio, these audio versions along with the print copies. Like, there's no excuse anymore. If Ernest Klein well, can do it, everybody can fucking do it. It's kind of interesting, though. I actually just read a survey. I mean, if, if you have a Costco membership, you get the Costco Connect. And then they have, like, the Costco survey. And they literally had a survey on there for, uh, for like, what kind of form of, how do you absorb your your content or whatever? Do you either use the Kindle? Do you, you actually read the physical book? Or you do Audible, audiobook or audiobook? And Kindle was the number one, like the highest percentage of what people use for reading books. Mm-hmm. Physical book was number two, but Audible was like, um, it was close to reading a physical book. But like, look, even looking at those numbers, like a. If somebody wants to buy an audiobook, like it wouldn't really hurt your figures because you know the amount of people who are doing audiobooks isn't really that that much. So, and like for me, like actually, I own the books that I own on Audible. I actually own the actual physical books too. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just easier to have. It's it's kind of convenient to be able to because with Audible you're able to uh, they do this thing called um, whisper like sync. read sync or something like that. Yeah, whisper sync or whisper sync or something like that. Yeah. So basically, as you're, you can listen to the audiobook and look at the actual book, and the the words would it would like highlight the words as it goes along in the book. 
and it will turn the pages, which I think is, is really cool. Because a lot of times when I read a book, like I'll, I'll read a book, I'll read a, a page, and I'll read it over again because my mind started fucking wondering. <laughs> Even though I was sitting there literally re- looking at the words, my mind would start wondering. I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? I have to go back and read it again. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, when, I, when I posted that I had Ready Player Two that I just downloaded in Blue was like, holy shit, you have 174 books or something like that on Audible. Yeah. And I was like, bro, li- I literally have... So these are like my... Uh, these are my Jabra Active Elites. Mm-hmm. The 74s or whatever. And I literally walk around with these almost all day. I, I shower with these fucking things in. I listen to audiobooks. damn. <laughs> it's the reason why I got the, the Active Elites, because they're waterproof. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to audiobooks like... A, a lot like the vast not the vast majority of my day but a, a lot of my day i listen to audiobooks if i'm doing dishes if i'm folding laundry if i'm uh sitting there with my daughter and she's watching some fucking kids show i'm listening to a book so and i can't go. i can't do that with a physical book i can't fucking do dishes or take a shower or fold laundry with a physical book so you know i, I got shit there to do go. i'm not shitting on physical books like I, I love physical books but when it comes to like time and like this digital age like come on yeah, like I, I have to say, like my my favorite time to listen to audiobooks is when I'm driving. Like when yeah. I'm driving in a car, nowhere to go, just listen to audiobook. Cause like when I went down to uh, the Swedish and I went down to LA one time, and I played Ready Player One, and like that's a it's a good maybe eight nine hours, and it just kept us entertained the whole fucking trip down there. It, it was probably like my third time listening to it. Yeah. I think I I done the audio the audiobook for Ready Player One four times, and I want to do a fifth time again just before. I, I've continued uh, Ready Player One, or Ready Player Two. Hey, listen, I, I hear you guys. I, for whatever reason, I've tried, and it, it just has never worked for me. But I, I like long, obviously, podcasts and whatnot, too. So I'll usually do that on the on the audio stuff. But it is what it is. Everybody has their, <laughs> as long as you're reading. Everybody well, has their thing, preference. I just finished, um, I finished two new audio books. So I did, because if you didn't listen to the podcast last week, uh, your boy Blue about to be a daddy. <laughs> but um i listened to two podcasts i did the the happiest baby on the block not okay. podcast uh, uh audiobook i did that one and uh what was the other one i did what baby why expecting no i did the baby why which okay. is the baby why basically talks about like you know feeding schedule and stuff like that but happiest baby on the block talk about the whole fourth trimester and like you know swaddling your baby and this and that and this and that which is kind of cool it's, it was really good to read and listen to so I, I recommend those books for anybody who's about to have a kid, but I'm new, so I don't fucking know. That's good. That's good reading. Uh, let's let's get into this. Uh, Chappelle obviously had some really big uh, and possibly even confusing news for some people this past week. Um, he was talking about uh, boycotting his uh, 03 to 06 uh, Chappelle show, which was uh, on Netflix um, because they don't pay him. For those, he got he got into like some really shitty deal back in the day uh, with Comedy Central, uh, and he signed this contract. But it uh, it resulted, even though he was the series creator, the executive producer, and uh, obviously the star, he didn't have any fucking uh, profit that he would be making from it being now streaming on Netflix and being gaining a whole new audience now. I'll rewind the tape a little bit back 14, 15 years for those who, who are a little bit younger and may not remember. When the Chappelle show was on, it was a fucking blockbuster for both those seasons. And then 
when uh, when DVDs were obviously huge, when it came out each season on DVD, it was even more of a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. had Chappelle's show season, season one and season two on fucking DVD. It was like gangbusters, like on, on some mid-2000s PS5 kind of level of ter- in terms of demand. It was huge. I'm I'm disappointed that I guess he signed this shitty deal uh, for not having the licensing stuff, uh, you know, or getting any royalties or whatever. But I gotta give some props to Netflix because they removed it, uh, the Chappelle Show, after his complaints, and they want to play nice with him because he's had a whole bunch of uh, big hit uh, uh, stand-up specials on Netflix of late. What do y'all yeah. think of this? Well, I one quick thing is that like. Uh, David Chappelle was on SNL, and he had made a comment about this. He talked about how, like, you know, if, something about like if I if I was talking to my ancestors who were slaves, they'd be like, "Oh, you you're still a slave because they got you working hard. You're not getting paid for." It. And that's basically the whole kind of the what started the floodgate about the whole Netflix special. Because he talked about how like Netflix had a show on the on their streaming service. And there were thousands of people were watching it, but he wasn't getting paid for it, basically. And that's kind of what started this whole trend, I, I, I believe. That remember he did talk about that on, on SNL. Yeah, I mean, listen, Dave Chappelle has, has talked about his issues with, in a sort of a nice way, with um, Comedy Central before. It's one of the reasons why he left and went to Africa for a long time. Um, part of it, obviously, was because of dealing with fame. Because um, it's hard dealing with, especially him. I mean, he was a, he was a decent. He, to me, is one of the one of my top comedians of all time. If you haven't watched Killing Them Softly, that's like top five stand up specials ever for me. Um, easily in the top five, probably in the top three. Um, but when he talks about like what he went through with Comedy Central and how it was like losing um, some of his creative, um, how do I right. put it? It wasn't rights, but just like. His creative control, yeah. and they were trying to censor him on Chappelle's show. It was like really, it was some shit that was like really kind of petty, because like mm-hmm. th- there was like a couple times where he was like, oh, I have to say words I don't want to say, I don't like to say on a general basis. Sorry, so I'm gonna say some words that I don't like saying, but I'm gonna say them. So use that as a fucking trigger warning. All right. So he was talking about there was a, a couple of sketches where he w- was gonna say like faggot all right i don't like saying the mm-hmm. word and then like the he got pushback from saying you know that word and mm-hmm. he was like okay but i can say the word nigger and they were like yeah you can say that and he's like well why can't i say the word faggot and she's like well that's offensive to those people and he's like oh you don't think nigger is offensive to me <laughs> yeah and i was like yeah that like seriously yeah. so well, they decided to pick and choose like who 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 they're okay with offending and that's that's a problem especially if you're like if you're a comedy you know channel and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and the fact that you know he couldn't control his, his sketches anymore and they just kind of they kind of took it from him and then they had like the lost episodes even though i know you know donna rollins is a friend of his and so is um uh well so was um uh, charlie, charlie murphy. murphy when they you know had to like host like the last the last season with the lost episodes season three but it was just like, I mean, what the fuck? Like that, those were things that he did that he didn't want out, and they were just like, you know what? We'll fuck you. But I guess you know at the same time, I mean, he signed a contract. But I mean, obviously, now that we see Netflix the way they're doing it, he's like, listen, 
I'm not getting paid from this. Can you please take it down? And then listen to him. Like, how fucking yep. hard is that to listen to the to the person who actually created this content that you're getting, you know, revenue from? And I think Netflix has made has made the smart, obviously the smart move, um, because to me, what Dave Chappelle should do now, at this point, not not say what he yeah. should do. Listen, I'm I'm a fucking guy that has a very small YouTube channel. <laughs> All right, Dave Chappelle, if you happen to watch this, but I think it'd be really cool as as a fan of yours, is if you made a new sketch comedy show on Netflix, or at least help somebody that you think is worthy of making a, uh, yeah. a sketch comedy show and help them get to there, help them make the, uh, help them uh, find the things that you wanted in your show yeah. and then give it to them and like make that fucking blossom. Cause obviously you got fucked over, man. We all know you got fucked. Yeah. Well, actually not all of us. We know on the show, on this show, you got fucked. Um, and Netflix knows, knows you got fucked too, so just you, they can fix it. I really, I really got to say this. There was a time, um, it may have even been at the towards the beginning of this show, uh, where I had some like disgruntled uh, anger towards towards Dave Chappelle because yeah, I, I obviously we all knew he was so Love extremely fucking talented, and I was like, okay, whatever happened with Comedy Central, let's put that over here for a second. It's been years. I just want you doing something. I was worried that Chappelle was going to be like how I always shit on Lauren Hill for being like the most talented woman in the 90s and then, you know, not having a second album or whatever. Like there, there was that fear for a while, but I'm so fucking happy that I was dead wrong about that. He got back on stage. He's killing it with his specials and whatnot. And I think the, the best is still yet to come with him. But man, it was scary being a Chappelle fan for like a good 10, 12 years there when there was no fucking Chappelle content at all. There was like serious well, depression. Like, what? <laughs> like, he went to Africa? Why the fuck did he go to Africa? Yeah. yeah he well, there was always like, there's like rumors and stuff like that. Like, oh, like, Tommy Central was going to give him $50 million and he had like a nervous breakdown and fucking left and went to, went to fucking South Africa. But like, he, he's been doing, he's done stand-up after that, where he talks about, like, what really fucking happened. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he just didn't have fucking control of his show anymore. And then, for some reason, he decided to get yoked. Like, he got hella buzzed for a second. He was like, ah. Oh. So what's was, ironic... David Chappelle. <laughs> what's ironically funny about that is that he speaks about why he left on Netflix. Yeah. It's actually yeah. one of his Netflix specials on why he left. And he does this analogy about a book it's a book about pimping mm, that he yeah. makes his analogy on why he left it's when he won the mark twain award or something like that mm -hmm. was it mark twain award yeah he won the mark twain award and they aired it on netflix and that's when he talked about the whole pimping book which is, is which is i heard is a really good book here here's my deal though um yes netflix made the fucking right decision it's a classy move to to remove it off of there you know obviously uh it's it's a bigger story dave Chappelle's fans are very well aware that he's not getting paid for it and dave told them hey you know or told us uh it, you know don't support it don't watch uh, Chappelle's show on netflix i feel like the reason why this was so brilliant with Netflix is I think that they could have a long-term partnership, maybe for that oh, sketch yeah. comedy show that Kronos was alluding to, yeah. maybe for something, for some new movies, you know, him executive producing or writing for other shows, ghost writing, whatever. There's going to be some future with Netflix and Chappelle that's going to be fun to watch for everybody. But this, you know, what's, what's crazy though, this is, this is the problem of his success. Well, it's not a problem. 
he's successful. He doesn't need to do shit extra. He doesn't no. need to do shit. He's gotten paid, I think, at least tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars from Netflix already. He doesn't have to do shit. So, uh, if Dave Chappelle decides to not do any extra shit for Netflix, I totally understand. But I think it'd be fucking cool as a fan if you did some extra yeah. shit for Netflix. And I could see, like, some... Because I know you got more ideas, man. I know they're out there. Yeah. And I know that, you know, yeah. you and, and Neil Brennan and Donnell Rollins and, like, all your, you know, comedic friends uh, can come up with some really cool sketches again. But at the same time, if, if, it's, if, it's, not good for you, if it's not good for you as a person... Then I get it. You know, I'll I'll keep watching your specials when they come out, and I'll I'll still be a fan of yours. So you, you know what was interesting to me? Um, obviously, years later they had the uh, Key and Peele show, which was good in its own right, but that was only on for a few seasons too. And I wonder yeah. if there's a behind the scenes story where they feel kind of like Chappelle did about Comedy Central, because they, obviously they went on to do a whole lot of bigger and better things. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if they feel gypped at all by by Comedy Central. That's pure speculation. But I wonder if they had a similar fucking experience. I wonder if it was like odd for them to like come in after Dave Chappelle and like having like this mm. whole well, like not kinda... gu- not guillotine, but like having to fill the shoes of like Dave Chappelle. And it's not not to like say anything bad about Key and Peele, but like they were like walking into into these like gigantic shoes. It'd be like. If uh, if a sketch comedy show came on after uh, In Living Color, like two like two yeah. or three years later, you know what I mean, and by totally yeah. different you know creators, it'd be hard to like follow well, up. Well, well they kind of like Mad kinda, TV did. Yeah, well, yeah. That that kind of happened with because uh, Carlos Mencia had his his show that was oh, on Comedy fuck Central. Fuck that guy. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the show was real funny, but then we learned that Carlos Mencia was fucking still not ready to goddamn fucking jokes and shit like that. And then eventually we got we got Keel and Peel, but um, I was looking up next. Um, uh, Dave Chappelle got paid sixty million dollars in two thousand sixteen for his third special on um, on Netflix, yeah. which was the Bird Revolution. So he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dave Chappelle is a, if if he stopped doing anything, everything right now, I'm good. Like everything you've oh, done, yeah. man, you you definitely put in your time. He's a legend. But I would love he's, to see he's, more. He's... <laughs> but no, what, yeah. one thing that's really cool is that, like, you know, like, they have the David Chappelle show on Netflix, right? But, like, the people who are watching it, they probably already own the fucking DVD. So, like, yeah. if they're not, they're not going to, if it goes away, they're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go into my fucking shoebox closet real quick and, and grab it. I'm, I'm going to watch this fucking shit. Like, I don't know how many times. I probably watched the season of David Chappelle, like, at least, like, eight times. And, like, yeah. even when, when, I was, when I was watching with the sweetness, like, I knew the jokes, the punchlines that were coming up, but I was still laughing. I was I was still cracking. I was still something funny to me. Yeah. I, I saw him, uh, me and Mark, uh, Mishka. Yeah, a shit, hey? <laughs> yeah, man. Me and Mishka saw him, like, literally, I want to say, uh, like, three or four months before the uh, season one of The Chappelle Show aired up in Santa Rosa one time. Oh, shit. And I swear to God... He fucking, he went like for an encore, which was another hour and a half, and everybody was just fucking eating it up. And all he was famous for at that time was he was the guy from Half Baked. Half Baked. <laughs> that was it. So he's paid his fucking dues, man. He, he doesn't owe his shit, but goddammit, if he wants to, he, he could fucking heard, rule the world from comedy forever. I heard, he, I heard he's really good <laughs> in, um, um, okay, I was talking with, um, and Star is Born. I heard he's really good in that. With um, oh, 
Bradley Cooper and such and such. Oh, oh uh, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna say this again. That's actually one of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. I had no. I thought you recommended it, Blue, but obviously it no, wasn't. I Dude, Bradley Cooper is a serious fucking great actor. And I never thought I would say that until I saw him in that. And so obviously Lady Gaga is, is phenomenal. He doesn't have, uh, Chappelle doesn't have a big part in it. Actually, Andrew Dice Clay has a bigger part and he did well. It's a good Are movie. You, Andrew Dice? Holy shit, I haven't heard that since he got banned. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, God damn. It is what it is. All right, Blue, you, you making pies, God damn it. What's oh, up? Yeah, man. Hold on, real quick. I have to step away real quick. But did you make me one? You missed out on the story. You missed out on the story. So, uh, I got his bathroom though. <laughs> yeah, for I, like for this year, like I've actually this I've made the most pies I've ever made in my life. I made fourteen fucking sweet potato pies in the last three fucking days. Like holy shit! Like I've actually had like a lot of people ask, like hit me up like, "Hey Blue, can I get a pie?" I'm like. Alright, dude, I got you, I got you. But um, you didn't say that to me. I'm just saying he's saying people, but not me. Hey man, you hit me up. Like it. I thought I did. Like shit, I gotta. I I didn't tell you. I thought I did. No, man, I see me. Like my my mom even hit me up. She's like, "Where's my pie?" I'm like, "Shit." (laughs) So yeah, but um, yeah. So I made like 14 pies, and like the one of the funny stories is um, but I love the sweetness, and she was like, like. Like, I made pie, I made pie one, two, three, and four, and she's like, oh, is this for us? I'm like, oh, no, no, these are going on right. I got people who want this pie. <laughs> I started making pie six, seven, eight, nine, and she's like, oh, this is, can I eat this pie? I'm like, oh, no, this is for somebody else. She's like, motherfucker, where the fuck is my pie? I'm like, <laughs> I, I should have made her pie first, and then start making other pies to kind of keep her satisfied, well, they could, and then make her another pie. It could have been her pie. She wouldn't have known. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she could have ate them, but, like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I made I made I made fourteen pies this year, and it's all of that. I man, they're great. But yeah, I, I was actually surprised. You guys, I was expecting you guys to hit me up and say you guys wanted pies, but um, and like I wanted to make pies and like drop them all off. But man, I had like I had work with work and making pies and time and stuff like that. It's crazy. I'm just saying, if if magically sometime tomorrow, if you were to like, you know, I don't know, send me a message and be like, hey man, I got an extra pie for you, and I'm like, oh. You know what? I have two extra plenty uh, for presidents for you. That'd be amazing. That, that could happen. That could happen. I'm just saying. Because <laughs> I still have some. That's, that's fucking hilarious. God I, got, I got a little bit. Anyway, hold on. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Give me one sec. No worries. Fucking uh, sweet sweet potato pie, man. That that shit tastes like fall. It fucking tastes like Thanksgiving. God damn it. Um, I, I, I can't wait to do some eating uh, fucking tomorrow and shit, man. It's, it's just going to be great. Mm. But I, I, I'm i keeping it just our four, my four-person four family. I, I We ain't doing no big vent, you know, like back in the day. Oh, Dang shit. Person. Blue got the... Uh, he walked away. Yeah, he said he was going to be back. <laughs> he grabbed it, though. I got it. Yeah, I, I got it. That's great. I got this extra pie. That looks perfect, man. You've perfected that shit. You 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 like how Cake Man does with the uh, um, the Midori cake, dude. Like, oh man, it's, it's funny. Like uh, I think it was like Midori cake uh, fucked up. Two years ago, 
me and uh, Professor Dankenstein, we, we did. A, I, I can't remember what kind of pie he had, but we did a pile. Mm-hmm. Like who had the better pie? I think he had a sweet potato pie too. But like I won, but I didn't know that I won until like a few days later because um, uh, Raider's wife had said like, "Oh yeah, you won," and blah blah blah. But um, nice. I don't. I have man. I, this can't. This doesn't compare to fucking Cake Man's Midori Cake. That thing is. I'll I'll eat a whole fucking cake if if you left me alone with that thing. Oh, like, I'll, be, I'll be I'll be at his house and and I'll see it. I'm like, okay, I'm about to eat this whole fucking this whole fucking cake right now. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing too. Like for those who have not had Midori cake, it sounds like it, it is from the liquor, and it doesn't doesn't even sound good. You'll be like, what is this green fucking cake? And then all of a sudden, everybody else in the room will be moving for to the kitchen to fucking scarf that shit down. And if your ass is too slow, you missed out on some of the best dessert on this planet. Yeah. Uh, were you there that one year? Oh, obviously you were there. But there's one year he made two cakes. And he was like, it was like great, but he was like, he was mad at everybody. I remember, I remember he was like, here you go, you motherfuckers. I made y'all two cakes. I don't want to hear nothing until like next year. It was... I mean, I felt bad for the guy because I know he says there's work. It's it's work making them cakes. It is. But we were all we were all grateful because I actually got oh, me a slice because mm-hmm. there's hella good. I'm like I've never even heard of Midori cake and I tried it and it was like it was euphoric. But, I remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember. <laughs> Man, I think, it, I think it was Grace. Grace, she fucking scarfed down a whole like like almost a whole goddamn cake. Like people were like mad at her or some shit like that. Like people I used to fight over. Good. Yeah, yeah people were. I mean, I was lucky enough the few times to be early, knowing that I was going to get some of the cake as soon as she got there. Because if you got there too late, like Prodi mm. was saying, if you were too late or if you were sleeping on it, you were you weren't getting nothing. You get nothing. You would get crumbs. Yeah, <laughs> smelling that's, people's farts and breath. And yeah, man. yeah, that's all you was getting. But there's one year he the demand was so high he made two cakes and he was pissed off at everybody but everybody was happy about the cakes it was crazy. Yeah. Oh let, man. Let me let me mention one other it's not quite a newish show but yo I'm gonna tell you this right now get up on this gangs of fucking London. Okay. The first 5 minutes is going to sell you and it's violent it's more violent than the walking dead or Game of Thrones. It just bloody. It feels like it should be on BBC America. Gut, truly like British gangster. People get got, people get killed with all kinds of different ways. It's it, like Scarface style fucking executions and shit. Real diverse cast. Um, and and it, just an intriguing fucking story. It's on both AMC and Amazon. AMC only has the first like two or three episodes, but Amazon has, I guess, the rest of the season. There's a good fucking reason for that. There is full on frontal nudity and um, hmm. and serious like fucking and sex. Now, uh, kind of like HBO style and whatnot in it. I don't know if AMC, even on their online stuff, is allowed to show that or blur it out or whatever, but just go to Amazon Prime Type in Gangs of London. I promise you in five minutes, you'll be like, okay, I want to see more of this. And I don't hear nobody really even talking about it. Me and Mishka have been watching this shit every fucking night. 
good fucking shit. Gangs of London. All right. Um, can we talk about something that's been hit? We talked about gaming a lot tonight. Yeah, but uh, y'all hear about this ransomware attack on Capcom? No, tell me about this. So this happened... I don't know the exact date. Uh, I might be able to get the date. But, oh, here, the... It was a so the attack apparently happened on November fourth. Okay. So and they went public on the twelfth, uh, roughly. But there, it was a ransomware attack. Uh, it is believed that this hacker group called the Ragnar Lock, I think that's how you pronounce it. Ragnarok? Wanted like, nah, I guess. Uh, they wanted like Bitcoin money, and they're like, well, if you don't pay up, we're gonna release this data the data got released and it was it affected 350,000 people what are you talking about um but uh the capcom yeah. ransomware attack uh capcom has can has said that uh it has not compromised credit card information however people's names email addresses and phone numbers were compromised in the attack um there has been data from the attack that showed capcom's upcoming like calendar with a bunch mm. of games on it, including like a uh, battle royale style Resident Evil game, um, like Street Fighter Six, like a bunch of stuff. Uh, Capcom will not um, confirm any of the projects, but they have confirmed that the hack happened. It's been all over the news that I've seen the last couple days. Um, they, the only thing that they have said is they have been hacked and they've been trying to um, communicate with people's who've had their information compromised. However, they maintain that credit card information was not stolen. So it's kind of fucked up because this is a big fucking historic gaming company. Yeah. And they are. to have this breach is like kind of fucked up. Well, it, it sounds like it, but they were blackmailing them from. I yeah, read the it, story. it was ransom. It was ransomware. They were black. They wanted Bitcoin money, and they said they were released the information. They did. They released it, I guess, on the dark web, and I think it ended up on 4chan. Um, I don't know the exact sites. So you can't quote me, but the information is out there, and the people of uh, I think Games Radar. So I was reading the um, the list of their calendar about all the upcoming games they had like set up and there's a there's a bunch there's a bunch of games set up and i was I mean, like holy Cap shit that sounds like Cap free press Capcom has a fucking <laughs> nice catalog too but that, but i'm not saying that this is good like this is <laughs> really fucked up but yeah they got they got a, a nice catalog of games that people are fucking interested in that that sucks though they should be able to control their oh, you know yeah. the release information you know what's crazy to me I don't like, know. go ahead blue no, I was gonna say that. I mean, it sounds kind of sus to me. Like, just for 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 people's information not to be sticks, uh, leaked, but games that are coming out to be leaked. Yeah, it sounds like oh no, like no, 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 no. Both, both, all of that data was leaked. People's oh, personal information, oh, okay. as well as the uh, as well as the only thing that was not apparently stolen was credit card information. But everything else is out there. It definitely was stolen. Anyway, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Listen, it doesn't matter how secure you think your shit is. You think your shit is. Um, your people's identities are bought and sold in the dark web and on Merc channels every day. There's shit you can do about it. 
if you have a decent bank, you have, uh, you know, protections against that. And, I mean, my bank, as soon as, like, any sorts of, like, you know, crazy charges, just even sometimes it's, it's for me, like, when I go on a buying spree, they're like, hey, the fuck you doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah it's me. <laughs> but there's other times just like, hey, what the fuck you doing? And it's not me. You know, I'm just like, yeah, it's not me. Cancel all those fucking charges. If you get a decent yep. bank, these are not issues. But these are things that are going to last with us uh, for a long, for the foreseeable future. Like being yeah. hacked and shit like that. And I think with like a lot of these corporations, when they get like these, these big breaches, when it has to do with data and like they're, when they're doing ransoming shit, it's like, well, you have backups, you know, and it's also, you have also have insurance. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, shit gets stolen, but you have insurance and backups for that kind of stuff. And, um, I think from like a disaster re- recovery aspect of it, I don't, I think they should be less of a big deal, but I also think that the, the vast majority of the public they don't understand how like shit works on the internet or like corporations or any of the words that I just said previously, like disaster recovery. Like people don't really, they don't get it. Um, but these are things that you just, you got to deal with in, you know, 2020 along with the coronavirus. So you'll be fine. Like if you think that, Oh, there was some big data breach and then you're like, Oh my God, this is going to affect me. It's like motherfucker. There's been thousands of data breaches this year. (laughs) You heard about one, the other ones you didn't hear about because they just fucking covered them up because they didn't want anybody yeah. to know about them. It's like your, your shit's already been bought and sold. Just, just assume that your social, your address, your name, all that shit has already been bought and sold. Like there's... Oh, and and your nudes. Your nudes are probably out there. Maybe, just yeah, saying. Yep. probably. It's just... Yeah. Like, I, I, I've seen uh, Prodigy's research-only folder... And I God had to put that. Sh- I had to see. The- I had to put that shit back. I'm like, nope. That's just <laughs> all bad. Bro, where are you gonna put your to knock at the door? <laughs> see, I, yeah, need, you- I need one of them PS5 external hard drives that ain't out yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I need my shit secure. You know. You need a firewall, mm-hmm. password protection. Shit. But yeah, it's just like, I mean, that that's the, the, uh, the world we're living in today. You know what's crazy? Literally this week. Um, in the morning, I was going to help, came back out with, with my, my toddler to take her to the car and put her in the car and take her to uh, my in-laws. And my door was slightly ajar to my car in the morning. Oh, damn. I was like, all right, came back, forgot to lock the door. Oh, and somebody yeah. got into the car. Literally nothing was stolen. And I was like, nothing was, like, somebody was definitely in the car that moved shit around, but nothing was stolen. I was like, that, all right. That's happened to me. Yeah. Like, I literally left my car unlocked, and I go, like, I'll, I'll get in my car, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, my glove box is open, the center console's popped open, yep. the top thing is open, nothing's fucking stolen, everything is fucking just open, but I don't care, I don't have anything in my fucking car, like, I don't carry money, like. Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy, it's, like, they, they left shit, um, that was actually worth some money, like, mm-hmm. so, like, my, uh, my radar detector, that's worth money, you can steal it, you could be a better thief. <laughs> or a, a better fucking I don't know whatever and then also like my the the I just finally got my new mask in for um, COVID-19 it's actually uh, what's up but the one from TAD yeah it's like it it's almost it's not a one of a kind but it's a it, you can't buy them anymore <laughs> and I was like that's all I was worried about is that they fucking steal my goddamn new mask that I just got the, the other week and they left it behind too, and I was just like, "It's actually a really nice mask." So thank you, dumbass thief, um, for not stealing <laughs> anything out of my car. 
Um, but yeah, it's just it's annoying that people will just go through people's cars and looking for just certain things. And but mm. times are hard, so you know I, I get that too. Yeah, I've had my whole last car stolen. So, <laughs> well, you can't. Yeah, uh, I like. I got my car key in my pocket right now. I'm locking my car. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to steal. Like, so me and Blue's car, we have the same sort of like security system. Like, you can't really steal it. So. Oh no. Shit, my old car. You could. You could probably start it with the screwdriver. Yes, you could. But like the <laughs> yeah, car that so... the cars that me and Blue have, you can't. You can't do that with. You'd have to like literally hack the car. <laughs> that, 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 that would take way more um, abilities than opening the car, rifling through some shit, being like, nothing that I think is worth any money is in here, and leaving. All you need is uh, Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie oh, together. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hacking damn. them up. Getting Eleanor back. You know how it is. What are you talking damn. about? Angelina Jolie and fucking uh, something Miller. Hackers. What was the guy's name? Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I fucking funny, love that um, movie. There's a, a, YouTube channel, a YouTube channel I watched called uh, Be It For Build, and they were gonna they were trying That's to a make a wrap up Eleanor. But they got sued. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like whoever the studio is, that old bastard or gone in six seconds, basically knocks on the door. It's like, hey, we're taking your fucking car. And he's like, why? You're using our logo, our brand, our like our blah blah. That's our property, right? And. They basically took away his fucking car that he was starting to build out, and he had nothing. He, there's nothing he could do because they own the rights to the the, the whole name Eleanor. The fact just... that he would make a replica, they own the rights to that whole fun car. That's Even though he paid money to get a Mustang to make this replica, they fucking took his shit. Like, and I, it's funny because his YouTube videos were pulled from from YouTube because of that too. You can't even see the videos. There's just a video of him talking about it, and only that was one. That was just a nickname for the car, it, though. It, it was just a nickname for the fucking car. It was like it was a Shelby Cobra that they that they were stealing. But um, yep. Yeah, just the fact that he mentioned that in, in the fucking YouTube videos, they took the car. The videos were taken yeah. down, and the only, why, the only reason why I know about this is because I saw the fucking videos of him bringing the car in, talk about what he was going to do, and this and that. And like two weeks later, all the videos were gone. He had he talked about how he was meeting with lawyers and this and that. But like yeah. yeah. I know yeah, about the I know about the show. Go ahead. The ridiculous part about it is that this is how you have like a toxic relationship with anything because you're so so happy. Is like Universal Studios has never fucking sued any single DeLorean owner for making a replica fucking Back oh. to the Future car because they don't give a shit because they know that it's free press for them yep. for Back to the Future and this is like this is gonna make people want to watch the gone in 60 seconds movie even less because they're so petty as to sue somebody for appreciating the work that they did with that car because you can you can all the parts that they had for for eleanor quote unquote eleanor you can buy them yourself there's nothing stopping you from building that car but the fact that you want to happen to call it eleanor like are you gonna can nobody have a child born named eleanor anymore like yeah. what the fuck you know what i mean like that it's so fucking petty it's so stupid but the, uh, the movie yeah. is like 20 years old now. Like, well, they didn't even have a whole bunch of sequels. Like, Fast and the Furious became yeah, no. the big multi billion no. dollar franchise. And Fast and well, the Furious, they didn't sue anybody for all that shit either. Yeah, so I mean. The mechanic, the mechanic I take my car to, he has a uh, DeLorean in his right now. I can't really see it. That's awesome. I can see it. Well, Gone in 60 Seconds is the 2002 one. That's a remake. It's a remake yeah, from yeah, the old movie. 
And then um, the whole Eleanor thing is actually deeper than that because there was a whole battle between Ford and Carol Shelby, and they had to trademark the name and all this stuff him about not getting paid. So I kind of understand why they came after that person because I guess the people that own the rights for Eleanor, the name of the car and the build or whatnot, they will come after anybody that yeah, tries but, to do an unlicensed version. But so there's no. a whole history of legal oh, shit involved. Oh, oh in. Ninja, you're not you're missing the point though. Like it wasn't Shelby or Ford coming after them. It was the actual creator of the movie. Yeah. It, so um, yeah, it was the studio. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know the studio, but I know that there's the whole Ford and show Shelby thing that that goes back. But the have a movie studio. No, the, that, obviously the the Shelby and the Ford thing got resolved a long time ago because they still yeah, make yeah, yeah. Shelby fucking vehicles from Ford. So yeah, yeah that was that, that was never the problem. Yeah. Hmm. All right, guys. Uh, should we wrap this on up? You know, oh, wait, there's one be... thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up. Alright. This is, man, this is... Oh, God. DC animated series... DC does their animation fucking right. Uh, last week, uh, DC had a trailer for Batman Soul of the Fucking Dragon. Oh, which, yeah. is, which was fucking dope. It was so fucking good. Basically, DC took Batman and stuck him in a fucking... Bruce Lee fucking black black uh, exploitation fucking movie. Yeah. It was it's so fucking good. So basically, it, um, so I was doing a little research and like the characters that are in this in this movie, they're like you'll see these characters like okay, that's Bruce Lee, that's such such that that's such a that's such such. But those those characters play those characters in some form, in some form of live action version. So like Bruce Lee played um, oh god, who do you play in DC? I couldn't get the name, but like you know, like you know who they're who these characters are being portrayed from. But like, this shit's fucking good. Like, I am super excited about this. Like, this is like Batman drop down and fucking black down in my universe. Did any of you guys see the trailer? Yeah, I did. I, it, I yeah. haven't seen the trailer yet. Oh yeah, it's oh, definitely. I, trailer, I mean, yeah. Michael Jai White is basically black dynamite in the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's in, so that's funny. his character. So yeah, it's it's awesome. I, here's the thing. I, I'm pretty much down for ev everything DC related, uh, and I will say this: you know, blew your your recommendations, especially with like Harley Quinn uh, earlier this year or last year, whatever it was. They've been spot on, so I, I'm gonna give this a fucking try. I love Batman movies. I'm fucking down. I'm already down. I'm sold. My only thing is, I wish that like either DC Universe or HBO Max or something, just just be more comprehensive with these, like. I understand you can't do the, the brand new ones. You want to release them straight to DVD like you've done before. But, you know, three months later, four months later, whatever the fuck it is, uh, they should all be in one place. Yeah, they, they, it, yeah, I feel like a lot of these distributors, they, they have they don't feel comfortable enough to, like, go one way or the other. And so they try to keep their feet in two different worlds. And they yeah. don't really um, cross over. It's like, listen, if you want it, like, especially nowadays, okay, because the COVID thing... Please stop saying that you're gonna release shit in theaters. Are you gonna have some like large like get the fuck? It doesn't that shit doesn't exist anymore, right now. So just get the fuck out of here. When you say, oh, it's only dropping in theaters, then okay, then your movie is not gonna fucking sell anything. Nope. So and when you're talking about yeah. like uh, movie sales at home, it's like it's gonna be mostly digital because nobody's gonna yep. buy a physical except for like old ass me. Um, I'll buy physical copies, but most people aren't. So 
Yeah. Don't make it physical only first and then fucking digital. It's it's stupid as fuck. It needs to be the other way around. It needs to be digital first and then physical. Even though I wish it was the other way around, but that's not the way the fucking world that we live in exists anymore. So actually, I feel like I feel like DC Universe is doing that. Like their DC movies, they'll release them digitally first no. for like a week, and then it'll come out physically. No, but it comes back I to think, what I, I don't know. It comes back to what I was what I was kind of sort of alluding to is that you still have things to where you have to get it in multiple locations. Like so, with DC, if I get DC All Access, I would assume that all DC shit's on there, right? But it's not because yeah. they haven't bought their own fucking rights back from all these various fucking studios. So it has to do with like the whole like. Uh, unbundling thing and i understand we kind of fucked ourselves on the way we didn't we didn't fuck unf- we didn't fuck ourselves but the studios decided to fuck us even more because when, yeah. when i was like hey let's unbundle but then all the studios were like okay we'll unbundle we'll just charge you nickel and dime you so it'll be the same yeah. amount that you were yeah. paying before and 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 some shit just ain't fucking work i'm gonna tell you this right now uh and if i'm wrong later on i'll, I'll admit it but i ain't paying i don't even have any interest in watching whatever that peacock shit is uh, you yeah. know, the new new streaming oh. shit. Peacock like, is free. I don't give a fuck. Why did you still not paying for it? Even if it is free. Still, <laughs> uh, I think it a dick. Like, fuck God y'all. dang. You so, know, I kind of want to go back to Comcast just because, like, it was just convenient. Like, you, if, you, if there was a show you went to watch, there was, like, a guy channel you can go to and see, like, what was on. You can see what's happening the next fucking, like, three hours and shit like that. Like... Man, we had it good with Comcast. Now shit's all like over here, over there. No, nah, just just get Hulu. You're fine. Like, you get the same. Why well, have Hulu? Yeah, <laughs> he just did the same thing. Wow. Hulu ain't fucked now. So I'm looking at the cash list for Batman: Soul of the Dragon. So Michael Jai White, who basically is Black Dynamite in the show, he's playing Bronze Tiger, yeah, which is so hilarious nice. because he's Bronze Tiger in Arrow, which sure, I think guys. is fucking hilarious. I, I forgot sure about is. that. He was so good in it. Yeah, yeah, and then it, Jamie Chung is it. Isn't Brad Tiger in uh, the Bruce Lee movie for, um... Uh, it's that Bruce Lee movie when they go to, like, a fucking island. They do, like, fucking, like, a death match. And he's, like, the only black person. Definitely not Michael Jai White. No. That was not... Yeah. No. He, he'd have been a baby. That's, uh... <laughs> Kelly. Or what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, what's that? The, the, the badass guy, though. Black dude with the fro. Um, he died. I, I forget his name. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, he died a while back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm also looking at the cash. You got uh, well, going back to Batman: Soul of the Dragon. Just in this, and then the Mark the Cascos is in this. Real quickly, real quickly, because we got to get this straight. This is this is like Hollywood legend Jim Kelly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He he Jim was Kelly the black the man in Enter the Dragon, and he fucking yeah. rocked. Obviously, Bruce Lee rocked in that. You know, you got John Saxon, Bolo, but Jim Kelly was fucking badass. Give him props. Mm. But no, Jim Kelly and Bruce Lee are then the fucking the Batman uh, Birth of a Dragon. Well, it's, it's like definitely not, it's definitely not Jim Kelly. <laughs> no, it, it's not. It's not him doing the voice, but the art. The, like, oh, the, the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Inspired by him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Oh yeah, that is you can totally tell. It's like, oh, this character looks like fucking Bruce Lee. It's yeah. like holy shit. But uh this looks interesting. They got some really good people in here. You got freaking James Hong who's in like all kinds of shit. I mean, probably most famous for uh being um in uh Big Trouble in Little China mm-hmm. being a 
being the evil dude and shit, sucking out souls and shit. So it was pretty interesting. This looks pretty cool. It looks good. Good shit. Justice League Dark is probably like my favorite number one DC animated movie just because motherfuckers die. (laughs) Well, wait, you talking about the Apocalypse one? No, I'm talking about the one where fucking, uh, where, um, where Superman become where Superman becomes um oh god what's Raven's that thing Dark Side Dark Side right yeah, yeah yeah that one's fucking good yeah it was it was Justice League Dark uh, uh, but Apocalypse, it was Apocalypse War. War or Dark Side War whatever it was it's Apocalypse War that's no, it was Apocalypse War was it yeah. yeah yeah that was it it was really good we talked about it, it was, that was one of the best ones I've seen ever all right old ninja what you got popping this week god damn it so. Uh, wait, shit. before we do that, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Around the room, you tell what you're doing this weekend, but also tell, say what you're thankful for. There you go. Oh, okay. So, I guess, I guess I'll say I'm thankful that I get to see my family. Um, because it's going to be a small gathering. It's going to be five of us maximum, mm. and no one's no one's gotten the Rona. So far, especially my niece, who's only 10. So we're going to, you know, do it up, eat turkey. So I'm thankful that my family is healthy and I get to see them. And then what I'm doing this weekend, I'm going to try to start this here. Rated Player 2, my hardback copy. Um, going to be doing a, a little bit of gaming before, during the weekend or whatnot, because uh, a lot of stuff's updating. A lot of people are trying to do some of this uh, Star Wars Squadrons was getting free DLC in the next few days. So, and then there's already been an update, uh, I think today or yesterday with some free like stuff, a little extra stuff, a new map, um, playing some Ghost of Tsushima. Um, yeah, that's kind of about it. I mean, I'm going to be driving up north a little bit to go see family. So I'm only going to spend the day with them. So it should be interesting. I just cut out. Oh no. But yeah. And uh, I'm thankful for being on the podcast, not having the Rona. There you go. <laughs> Kronos, what you got? So I'm doing the traditional American Thanksgiving. I actually starved myself for the past two months. I'm going to drive about 500 miles. Actually, I'm sorry, 3,000 miles to the east. And then whoever feeds me, I'm going to then infect them with smallpox and then <laughs> rape and kill all of their family and then call this land mine. I'm just kidding, but that's accurate. Damn. I was um, about to say, that's with... a busy-ass weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely don't do that. All right? If that <laughs> sounds disturbing to you at all, that's that's basically what happened with the Europeans that came to America and then stole a bunch of land, and that's where we live now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I feel bad. You, know you know what's fucked up that I think that most people don't really get is that I feel, like, super bad about people that stole Native American land way before me, the same folks that enslaved our, all of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. But w- I didn't fucking steal this land. I didn't want to steal this land, but I'm living on somebody else's land. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty fucked up. I'm just saying. So if you think about Thanksgiving, um, like, I guess, understand the whole story and then, like, live it positively. It's, it's kind of hard to do that right now because... Yeah, I was kind of taking strangers because the COVID-19 shit, but um, just remember that, you know, 400 plus years ago that 
a group of immigrants coming to America were saved. They were literally saved by the natives here. Then they fed them. That's what Thanksgiving's for. No matter how the American school system tries to fool you, um, the Native Americans here saved a bunch of Europeans' lives, and they're repaid in blood and death. So. And they did not eat turkey. Yeah, likely not. <laughs> and it's just it, it's a it's another way that you know we've diluted history here in America. Um, but I guess enjoy it with your family <laughs> if you can, but probably don't because of COVID nineteen. Just saying. <clears throat> I'm going to see, physically see probably two family members tomorrow. One, I won't even be able to hug. I will see her with a mask on, and I will get some macaroni and cheese. That's my sister, and that's probably about it. And uh, my uh, my mother-in-law, because we're in the same, like, little bubble, I'll see her tomorrow. We'll, we'll have, you know, dinner and stuff. But, yeah, it's a fucked up time to... To be alive, like we, we, I, I can't, and most people probably shouldn't, um, do the whole large family gathering thing. But people are going to be stupid as fuck, and I already know that the numbers are going to spike again with COVID nineteen. I mean, like we had two hundred thousand people in in a single day a couple days ago get infected with COVID nineteen, and we had uh, deaths over you know two thousand people in a day, and yep. people are just like, well, it wasn't me, and so they're gonna. Or nobody that they knew, so they're gonna enjoy a, in a large family gathering with uh, with Thanksgiving, and I get it, you know. Um, you want to see your family? Fucking so do I. Yeah. But uh, one uh, missing one Thanksgiving in your life out of like, if you you probably live to be at least you know seventy five, eighty, if you, that's average lifespan here in America. Um, one isn't that bad. I've missed at least fucking six in my lifetime. Because I was in the military. And yeah, missing one isn't so fucking bad. And potentially killing somebody um, that's in your family. Um, it's not its not worth it to me. Like, wait, for the, wait till this blows over. Th- throw a bomb-ass Thanksgiving next year. Enjoy the fuck out of it. Drink, get, you know, get drunk, get fucked up. Whatever the fuck. Just do it next year. Or hopefully it's going to be gone next year. If it's not gone next year, definitely don't do that. <laughs> but you know, if, if if it's got if you know if we have a, a decent vaccine um, next year and you can all you know, we can get through all this shit, then yeah, enjoy it. But yeah, just one fucking year out of your life isn't too much to ask. I would hope not. I mean, you waste your life. Just think about okay. I'll give you a perfect example. In your whole day today, just think about if you live to be eighty years old, okay, and one year out of your life. That's like what one-eighth of your life mm-hmm. what did you do for one-eighth of your day today it's probably taking a shit or a piss or <laughs> you know walking or some other fucking inane thing that you didn't really give a shit about throughout the day if you can't do that for you know for thanksgiving like is it really that important to me it's not so that's what i'll leave you with that's good it's good perspective uh blue what you got Oh, shit, what am I doing this weekend? Um, so, kind of to piggyback on what Kronos is saying. So, if you thought you were smart enough to go and get yourself the Kronos test, and you're thinking, like, oh, I'm going to take the test real quick, I'm going to, if it comes up negative, I'm going to go visit my family. Don't. I mean, because you can, you can get a fucking a negative test, and at that moment in time, you were negative because you did not have the coronavirus. But you can, like, literally leave that same place 
go to a grocery store, you can go to McDonald's or something, get something, and you end up with a fucking coronavirus. And you will end up taking that to whatever family members you're going to visit and infect them with it. So just just keep the corona, like have Thanksgiving like within your bubble. If it's people you normally see are, you know, it's people inside your household, just just do just do that. I mean there's you can do Zoom. Zoom actually has they're gonna they're rolling back their their prices or not the prices, but basically Zoom is gonna be free for the next couple of days for Thanksgiving, so you're able to have an unlimited amount of time for that. So you can do Zoom. You can use Google Meeting, Google Meet, which we're using right now. So if you notice a change in the podcast, you're watching it on YouTube, you can see all of us at the same time. It's because we're using a uh, Google Meet, which is basically fucking Zoom but for free. Um, but it's that option. But um, yeah, so yeah, tomorrow the sweets and I we're just having a quick, a small little Thanksgiving dinner here at the house. Um, the sweetest is vegan, so I can't make a whole turkey. Like last year, I made a turkey for the first time in my whole entire fucking life, which was great. <laughs> I made a turkey because my little brother was coming over, and I knew we were having Thanksgiving, so I was like, okay, somebody else is gonna eat this turkey. Like this gonna be this turkey's gonna be fucking bone dry, or not bone dry, but it's gonna be iffy. But it's gonna be bones basically at the end of the thing. But uh, with the, the whole COVID thing, we're like, okay, it's just not happening. So um, I'm actually we're make, I'm gonna like last year I made a I made a, the, all the dishes vegan. All the side dishes vegan, but I had a turkey for my for myself, my for my little brother. He actually joined us for Thanksgiving. But um, this year, since it's me and her, I'm making a fucking steak. I, I, there's, a, there's a steak place here in Castle Valley, a butcher shop. I went to. It's like a it's like a twenty eight like a twenty eight ninety nine for a pound of this steak, and I was like, all right, let me get let me get one of them. And you, like, you, you want to borrow like my sous vide? Huh? <laughs> you want to borrow my sous vide? Actually, no, you can't. Can I have one. Yeah, oh, I have that's one. right. You yeah, I I learned from you, and I've been I made a steak last week. It was fucking delicious. But anyway, so I'm so we're gonna making I'm making my steak, but then I'm making her a cauliflower steak. So they're like we're having all the sides like collard greens and uh, uh, candy yams and sweet potatoes and this and that. Like we're make, I'm making I'm making like I'm trying to keep the dish alive basically, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, just trying to stay sane. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go see my mom and little brother tomorrow, too, because I'm dropping off. I, I made pies for them, so I'm dropping off pies for them. But um, yeah, Me too, right? I'm just saying. Hurry up here. <laughs> Cross is like, come on now. <laughs> oh, you walked away. Oh, you missed it. You walked away. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll yeah. Walk. You might, yeah, you might have a pie. Might have one. Okay. So you might have two beers, I'm just saying. <laughs> I have a pie because when I when I walked it back to the when I walked back to the refrigerator, she just was like, "What you doing with that?" I'm like, "Um, uh, I I I said Cronus might have this," and she's like, "No, he fucking don't." Okay. But Cronus doing something. She's like going to the refrigerator, grabbing something. She's uh got some some. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's doing something. Yeah, it looks like he's got some, some, some beers. I mean, these, these, these could be yours. Yeah, there you right go. Here. He's got the beer around. I'm just saying. I only have, after this, I have like five left, and that's all. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Let's throw it up. But hey, uh, I'm super excited that I got a fucking PS5. Like, holy shit. Well, like, you don't got it yet. Then. You hope you got it. I haven't, yeah, I haven't got it yet. So, 
I'm really glad I work from home because, like, I like I literally haven't posted on Facebook because only so many so many people have my address. I don't want people knowing, like, oh shit, he's gonna get PS5 this day. Put that ski mask on. Yeah, put that ski mask on. Be outside of my house. But, yep. um About to come up. But it, it's actually funny because I, 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 man, I still need to finish fucking. There's a lot of games I haven't fucking played complete all the way through. Like I haven't played, I haven't played Metal Gear Solid all the way through. I haven't played. Um, Zero Rise and Dawn all the way through. Hold on, so did, did you get the disc version? Please tell me. Three. Did you get the disc version? I got disc version. Okay, good. So you can play all that shit on your fucking PS5. You'll be fine. Okay. Yep. But I still need to play them, though. Like, Well, you can play them <laughs> on your PS5. <laughs> right. I'll put the PS4 in the in the living room where the screens can play, like, Zumba or whatever. There you go. All right, there you go. Tell her to play Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'll save it for a little baby blue so he can play with them. All right, go. Uh, real quick, uh, so for me, um, really, uh, uh, with Thanksgiving, um, obviously, I miss. We used, I used to have fucking 50, 60 people over for Thanksgiving. Oh back yeah. In the day. yeah, oh my god, yeah, I, I remember. Mean, oh boy, I, I would do Halloween and then you would do Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And it was just been had folk. Like literally, we'd fill up the whole fucking street with people partying in the backyard, the garage, upstairs, downstairs. It would be a fucking event. There's no place to sit, but there's just <laughs> plenty of fucking food and drinking and shit. Kind of. So if to give the rest of y'all folks an idea, because I I've been to I think two of these Thanksgiving. And him and Mishka were like, hey, we got to rent tables. I'm on rent tables. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? Oh, we got to rent tables and chairs. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, thinking, I'm thinking it's just going to be like maybe like eight of us. And uh, I show up and like family from like out of state or whatever. And like family from up north, Central Cali, L.A., they all up in there. They sitting there waiting. It literally looked like a church congregation in one house, like, just to eat, just to eat. My, and I was like, "Oh my god!" That's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving. It's not about like people getting things, like getting gifts and this and that, and this and that, blah blah blah. It's all about like people coming together and just fucking eating and having a good time. Like fuck, like Christmas, fuck that. Like people are so fucking petty and greedy about shit. But Thanksgiving is about you got you got food. Yep. <laughs> I got you. You well, you don't have no place to go? Come over. I got you. Like that's what's so great about Thanksgiving. What, that's why it's that's, my favorite holiday. What's and that's why I, I was grateful for uh Prodigy and Mishka invite me over because I I was unable to see my family and they're like, Hey, come to our spot, we'll feed you. I'm like, Are you sure? They're like, bruh, we have enough to feed a small army. I'm like, uh Okay, and I'm thinking like eight to ten people is a small army, quote unquote. No, they meant a literal army. <laughs> what's What's odd to me? So this is going to be for me and Prodigy, kind of personally, is that we have sort of taken like this like virtual baton from our parents, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, especially like when I, when I would go see, you know, well, I guess more recently it would be like when because your mom is here with us still you know mm-hmm. and i love your mom you know and it's just like the, the way that i will i watched that baton getting passed between like her generation and us has been like so very interesting so like they went from like when me and prodigy were kids like everybody would go to like either well probably your mom's house usually more than, mm-hmm. than my, my parents house that would be like the place to like where all the family gatherings were 
Mm-hmm. And then to see, like, the transition between, like, that and then, like, having, like, our friends and family go to, like, Prodigy's house or, like, or my house or whatever for, like, our friends and family. It's been, like, very strange as, like, a, like, I mean, we're adults, but, I mean, like, we're not that old. Even though people yeah. are probably watching this, like, oh, you're so fucking old. Get the fuck out of here. Like, we're not that old. Um, but to see that, that, that no. yeah, but to see that, that generational, like, passing on thing, I think that, like, a lot of people that don't really understand or appreciate that, but I definitely did, like, the first few years after I came back from, from Iraq, and I threw, like, that first bomb-ass um, Halloween party. Halloween. Yeah, and then I went to your, um, to your mom's house and did, like, no, I think it was your house and... No, it wasn't your mom's house. I can't remember. We did like a Thanksgiving thing, and then we did Christmas yeah. at your mom's house, yeah. like Christmas Eve. And I was just like, "All right, like this is whole like this whole like generational change thing going on." And yeah. I think that most folks they don't they don't take time to like sit down and really appreciate that shit because you only have so much fucking time on this fucking planet. Yeah. All right, and at some point you have to like pass a baton on to your children, and like to really see that baton getting passed on and like being able to appreciate it i think it's it, it's pretty fucking cool yeah like it was it was, it was sorry just real quick real quick like go ahead. like like the sweetest like she's like the sweetest <laughs> he is looks vegan. over his shoulder no the, the, sweetest, <laughs> the sweetest is vegan and like i like i love i love i like to cook and like having like a good thanksgiving feast is like my fucking jam and she was like, oh, I'm just going to order food from fucking Veggie Lee. I was like, the fuck? Like, I, was like, I was like, what? I was like, I'm going to fucking cook food. You're going to eat what I'm going to fucking make. You know, There's no reason for it to be Veggie Lee. But like, like literally having family together and just eating all together, is just the same kind of stuff is like legit. But yeah, what are you going to say, Raji? Sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, I, I love this stuff. I, I, all I was trying to say was that you know, back in the day, we had the, the big events. Obviously, I'm going to be a responsible black man. And um, uh, we are just doing it, the the immediate four, four of us in my household, uh, which is bittersweet, but, you know, better safe than sorry. And then I'm just literally going to be catching up on some fucking video games and goddamn anime and reading comics and just doing the stuff that helps me stay in balance, you know? I'll, I'll probably I, I'm I'm way within I'm it's less than two miles away walking distance for uh, Coyote Hills so I'm gonna just walk some fucking trails and shit you know what I mean with my family <laughs> masks on yeah. and eat some food you're not less you're less than fucking like 500 feet what are you talking about two miles motherfucker I've been to your house <laughs> dude I walk over there like almost every day I fucking I I love that place so yeah I used to well, I used to ride it every Sunday remember when I used to live in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. Uh, old Ninja, take us on out of here, goddammit. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, all right. So happy Thanksgiving from the Dankish Podcast on the Internet. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our Thanksgiving version 2020. Uh, COVID-free. COVID but you can check us out anywhere where you can listen to a podcast with B's and BTI. That's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Uh, you can check us out on iHeartRadio, Amazon, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, uh, Radio Republic, uh, Facebook. We're Black and Black and Times Infinity. And then uh, you can check out our official website, binhadproductions.com forward slash BTI. And then every Wednesday night, 830 Pacific, come get this dankness. We got this for you. And then 
And then on Amazon as well, we're on there with the, our, our little app. Golden eggplants 2020 are coming. They'll come in, in late December, early January, whatever. But we are already working on this list. You're not going to want to miss these nominations. I love it. Bill, you love forgot it. about the 2020 felt like 15 years already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right, y'all. Thanksgiving. <laughs>